Jim, I got stood up again today. You did? Yeah. Grinder's not working out for you? <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> nice Christian mingle, didn't oh, you? Oh, yeah. No, it's farmers only. Oh, God. Well, you don't have to be lonely. <laughs> With farmersonly.com. Hey there, welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits. Coming to you from the Recycle Garage in, I can say this with all honesty, sunny Santa Cruz, California. But Chile. <laughs> Emma's ready to move. She's ready to move. <laughs> I'm ready to look for tropical <laughs> climate. Like, Screw this shit, it got below 52, I can't handle it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's you know, it's No, chilly. it's cold, yeah. But look, we can't complain, we're sitting in a room with the window open. Yes. It's much worse. No, that just lets the funk out. <laughs> I had I, nothing to do with temperature. No, I, had my sh- I was out working on the shop today. I had my shirt off. It was all, it was really nice. Really? It was lovely you afternoon. always have your shirt off. I know. That's why, that's why you're naked, Jim. Yeah. Hey, it's everyone. you hang out with me. This is Liza. And uh, I bought a Yuasa. But, but we will get into that <laughs> no, later. No, you didn't. But we will get into that later. <laughs> uh, joining me in the studio, <laughs> it's Stumpy John. And I am one motorcycle short now. Well, I'm short all the time, but one less. Yeah. Shorter, shorter. And uh, let's see, forgetting to mute her phone, it's Miss Emma. No, I, I'm <laughs> sorry. I thought I'd turn the volume down. Aloha, darlings. Yes, ignore my phone. I'm, t- I'm working on the volume right now. All right. <coughs> Joining us uh, again with the best laugh amongst us, it's Craig. Uh, <laughs> 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 you gotta push a little harder, man. You gotta push a little harder. Did you get, did you get the turtle? You need some, uh, you you gotta, but you gotta be real careful. You need when you some do fiber that, there, man. You gotta be real careful. You gotta clinch hard, man. Don't push too hard. You'll push out a hemorrhoid. Fear the turtle. That's a thing. <laughs> don't, don't fear the reaper. He's touching claw. Don't fear the reaper. Fear the turtle. Oh, and of Which course, it's our favorite naked guy. It's Naked Jim. Hey, Mama told me not to come. <laughs> wow! <laughs> we but could just for the next twenty anyway. minutes. We could break that down. I thought that'd be a good little onion gift. You can just unwrap that for a while. Oedipus, <laughs> leave your mother alone. All right, joining us from Sunny Vanita, Oregon. Is it sunny? Is it sunny? It's bagel. Yeah, it was actually mostly sunny today, but cold. It's very cold here. Yes. Although not as cold as it has been the last few days, it was actually above freezing, so that was nice. Oh, that's jolly. Nice. Also joining us from Vanita, a special guest, a return yes. guest, but it's been a while. Uh, our our one of our you know our a chick stand old a chick school, stander, like legit a friend, a legit biker and a superhero. It's Steph you. Hello. Hello. <laughs> hey, Steph. It's been a long time since you've been on here. Yeah, actually. Many years, many years, several years. I don't know. Time dilates, and it's weird. No. Yeah, and and just to, to recap, you were on our show. Um, yeah, oh, that was uh, 2016. twenty fourteen or sixteen, maybe twenty sixteen. Um, because we went to Pakistan in twenty seventeen, or was that the same uh, year? Yeah. It might have been the same year. I think it was the same year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I think 
I think she was on the show in 2017. Yeah, 2017. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, because you were, as as Emma says, Emma says you're crazy, because uh, you spent a couple of years on a Vespa traversing all over. Crazy the- like a fox. <laughs> how, many, how many miles did you put on that thing? Uh, I think it has 78,000 yeah. miles on it. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. And it's in Lisbon now, so... Yeah. Well, yeah. Then, then you came back, and uh, then you got trapped in 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 Boston for a while. Trapped only because I think you, you're like a bird who needs to fly. And it was just sad <laughs> reading your posts about like wanting to be out there on the road, living life, being free, but being trapped. But it was, I mean, you, you survived the summers. Definitely the winters got bad for you. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. But, um, and you have your, your BMW uh, motorcycle and then your, your scooter that you rebuilt. Yeah. Took apart. So the Vespa is, yeah, the Vespa, uh, after I dumped it in Alaska, uh, it was rescued and, uh, fixed it up That's and right. flew it to, Blew it from Barcelona, or sorry, Toronto oh, to Barcelona. Right. It's all coming back to me. You crashed and <laughs> broke your, was it collarbone? My clavicle, yeah. Clavicle. Yes. And had to leave it there. Yeah, I thought it was just, it was just like the Dalton has it now. And then that's why she couldn't take the dirt biking class in preparation for Pakistan. For Pakistan. Mm-hmm. And I had to right. teach her on this goat trail, traversing yep. goat trail, Yep, and it went up to like this little lake where Birth we were having lunch. Lake. Oh yeah, yep. Yeah, I rode that. I rode that path this past year. I took somebody up there. I'm like, oh, I want to show you a really cool path. Um, and you were just white knuckling it, <laughs> but then you learned. Yeah, but your instruction helped. Yeah, and it was very much like you jump into the deep end. It's like yeah, but, sink, sink or swim or fall off a mountain. But I mean, wait a minute, broken clavicles. I mean, that's quite serious. Have you suffered any long term effects from that or? Um, I have a nice titanium plate now okay. and a six-inch scar. <laughs> Ugh. But aside ah! from that, any residual pain, any loss of movement? Uh, no, I actually I did all my PT as as recommended, and uh, I have full range of mo- motion. So you had yeah, to get the scooter. Pretty, pretty fortunate about that. So you got, had to get the scooter from Alaska back to Boston where you tore it down, got it yep, all fixed and, up. Yep. And uh, its inaugural ride was to uh, Barcelona. <laughs> yeah, so, so I wrote, all the places you've taken it to since then. Uh, oh, since since Alaska. Uh, went up to Toronto, flew it to Barcelona, rode it across the Pyrenees. So hit a little bit, got into France a little bit, and Dora a little bit, and then back through uh, the Basque region, which was awesome. I love, I love that part of the scene. And then uh, down Portugal. Uh, and parked it in Lisbon uh, in October of 2019, expecting to come back in spring of 2020 so that I could take the ferry to Morocco. And we know what happens in 2020. Yeah. So it's still in Lisbon. Now, is, is it with a friend or is it in storage? It is parked, it's parked in the basement of the Vespa Club of Lisbon's oh, president's okay. basement with okay. a bunch of other bikes that have sat there for longer than mine, but... I'm going to owe him so much beer when I get back to Portugal. Bagel, you should be ashamed of yourself. Why is that? Because we tout you as a hardcore scooterist, and she's putting mm-hmm. you to shame. Yes. Oh well, I'm, I, look, 
give give me time. I'm working on it. <laughs> yeah. The, the pandemic has gotten in the way. I will say that. <laughs> some some epic plans. So and I haven't done any. I haven't done any like what's it bum burners or anything. Like oh, yeah, that's insane but, to me. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you're both crazy. To us, so. <laughs> and and where are you heading next on this? Uh, on the Vespa yeah, or the Vespa. Like, uh, when I get back, I, I am still hoping to take it to Morocco. So I, it looks like that ferry is uh, pretty regular now. It was like touch and go, but uh, yeah, it'll be Morocco back into Spain and then uh, to its homeland, Italy. Italy. Are, do you ever plan to get it to um, um, what's the one down on the bottom again? I'm bottom of which? South Africa? No. The bottom, the bottom, bottom. Which bottom? Bottom of Antarctica. Antarctica. That's it. Antarctica. I haven't. You know, I don't know if there's very much writing to be done there. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, you can do it. I mean, I've heard Steph Jevons, Steph did, Jevons it, so did it. Yeah, for sure. And like just rode around uh, the the research <laughs> <Yeah>. facility. <laughs> but that's really awesome. Um, I don't know about that. I was just going to get it to Italy and then maybe store it, like go to Bulgaria. I'd really love to explore Eastern Europe. Um, and Bulgaria has, uh, what's it, Motocamp is out there. So you can join the ranks and just kind of sit there for until I you know, figure out what I want to do next. So um, how, how long are you uh, in Oregon and are you coming down here next? Uh, I think I'm here till the 29th, I think. So I'm here for a week or so. Or, yeah, and then I'm headed to California. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> Are you coming down? You're you're coming down to the Bay Area, right? Yeah, I could. Yeah, I could come down to the Bay Area. I was thinking I'd I'd like park the van outside the Bay Area and just take the motorcycle. <laughs> I don't really want to take my eight thousand five hundred pound vehicle uh, up the hills of San Francisco. Well, yeah. you have a place to stay if you want to come down to Santa Cruz. Would love to have hey. you down here, and especially come visit us in the garage. That'll love that'll to. be fun. Um, speaking of the garage, I wanted to talk about some stuff that we did today. First of all, I said I bought a Yuasa. Yes. I -hmm. did, Emma. I bought a Yuasa for the KLR. Really? So here's the thing. Um, Emma, uh, she scolded me. (laughs) Deservedly so. Last week for buying a Amazon battery that was not a Yuasa for the KLR. Well, I'm going to stop you there, because when it comes to batteries, I mean, I've preached in the past. I've said, look, there's batteries and then there's the UASA. But even there's a pecking order amongst the rest of them. And you always pick from the bottom. <laughs> I mean, some of these names on uh, the batteries are instead like... Instead of Surefire, it's like Panda Fire. Powwow. God knows what. <laughs> <laughs> um, because there are good batteries that aren't Yuasa, right? The, yeah, like, I mean, you know, Yuasa is, is the the deluxe, the Rolls Royce. But, but if you get um, GS is a fairly good battery. I mean, Firepower is a very good battery. But once you're in like the bottom feeders, do you know uh, it's? And this is probably libelous, and we probably get sued for this. But it makes one of the worst batteries. Mm-hmm. is um, the AutoZone own brand, and I can't remember what the name of it is now, which is probably fortuitous. Uh, it's the AutoZone Catch-A-Fire. Yes. I think is what they call it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and they are just awful. And they have destroyed many a regulator, uh, rectifier, and stator. 
Well, because I, I worry about it because I was taking that trip down to the desert with a 450 yes. and I left the light on the key on like an idiot. So right, I, right, right. I killed the Yuasa battery and all I could get in the desert was a, a firepower one. Yeah, and a firepower is not a firepower. But it weighs right. like a third of the, the weight. Yes. It's so much lighter. And yes. you're like, uh, is this as good of a battery? But so, people run Well, firepower is the, is the Western Power Sports own brand anyway. So I bought an expert power. Expert power. <laughs> X hyphen P E R T. Not none of this amateur power here. <laughs> no, no. Expert power. Amateur. And uh, out of the box, it put it on the charger, and it wouldn't go above ten point five, which oh. which indicates to me it had a dead cell. Right. Was so it sealed, or did you have to add the stuff? It was sealed. It's a, it's a nine volt motorcycle battery. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. But here's the so deal. It was a lantern. Battery. But here's the deal. I went on Amazon. And uh, actually, I ended up having to, I, I kept doing the thing where escalating it to, I just want to talk to a person, I want to talk to a person. Uh, because when I tried to return it first, it said it, it, the purchase was longer than like 90 days. I'm like, no, I received it yesterday, you know. Um, but I got a person on the phone and said, yeah, I have a battery. It's not working. I want to return it. And they're like, okay, I see order number. Okay, your refund has been sent. <laughs> I was like, that's it? That's it? <laughs> no, no questions? Nothing. Right. No. No, we're good. Do they even want you to return the battery? battery? No, you can dispose of it. (laughs) Wow. That is is actually quite normal these days. Right. It costs more to ship it back and process it than the the catcher fire is worth. (laughs) So even though I took a chance on a cheap battery, so it was half the price of the Uwasa. Oh, yeah. And this was a sealed battery. I ended up getting a Uwasa. That was twice, but I still had to put the acid in. Yes. Um. And, uh, uh, but you know, it's worth a shot, but Hey, Amazon stood tall, no questions, refund sent. So I was like, okay, that didn't work out. So, so bad. No. And I mean, my only argument against really cheap, nasty batteries is it's not just the battery. You know, you, you, you stand the chance of taking out your reg rack. You stand the chance of taking out your alternator. Many have done so. Um, KLR's pretty tough, but um, who was I talking to today? Somebody with a with a V-Strom, and he he had to put um, a stator in and a reg rack, and that all boiled down to putting a cheap battery in it. Well, wow. but here's the deal. So I got the Uasa. Yes. And when I was going to install it, yes, I paid attention. Yes. And I noticed the terminals were reversed. We got the wrong battery then. It. Even when I did another search, that came up. It, I don't know. Maybe there's like one letter difference or something. I don't know. Did you you forgot to oh, put yeah. the L in there? <clears throat> I I don't mm. know. But they were reversed, which is yes. why it's important to look. Because had I hooked it up in yep. reverse, it would have been more problematic. As it was, I was able to reroute all the wires right. and generally and put it can. in. What does L mean? Dual sport? No, L is is it? Let's say you've got um, a YB fourteen. You've got a YB14-BS, and then you've got a YB14L-BS, and that's switch terminals. Oh, okay. oh, it's just the orientation of the terminals. Yes. And yeah. the, you, you can always go on, and actually, what I tend to do with batteries, so many variations, and you can't even trust the um, the sites, you know, mm-hmm. they say, oh, this fits this. So if you, you know, well, what battery fits a KLR 650, you know, it's good. So I'll actually go on to, um, you know, the genuine part site, whoever's mm-hmm. doing that. Um, Bike Bandit's got genuine parts diagrams and MR cycles. 
and you actually look at what the bike came with when it was new. The and part, it'll actually, the part number. The part number, yeah. and it'll list the battery, and then that's the designation. Search you don't that. miss out any letters. Yeah. And then, but then boom, you also, it goes. Yeah, but they're not cheap, are they? No, they're no, at least it double was twice the, price. the price. At least. For an acid, a not sealed battery. So um, just the kind of the tale of caution there is yeah. always check your terminals before you attach it. Uh, should we call that a Misfits top tip? Sure. I mean, yeah. Um, but then we had another project today that oh, was yes. fun. Yes. And this one has a little backstory to it. So, um, Jim, did you meet Jake 2.0? No. So Jake 2.0 was in here today. A fine <clears throat> fellow. Yes. Uh, and as the rule goes, when uh, I was like, tell me your name again. He says, Jake. I'm like, oh. Oh. I'm so sorry. We already have a Jake. <laughs> So you're going to need to get a nickname. And Charlie and Mike had just arrived. I'm like, oh, oh, you guys are here. You're you're here for a special moment. I need to give him a nickname. And she said, what's his name? I said, Jake. She said, oh, so Jake too. And I'm like, no, you can't, you can't do that. You can't just blurt something out. You got to think about it. Once you say it, it sticks. It's done. And so now it's Jake 2.0. I, I changed it to Jake 2.0 because that was a TV show in 2003 that nobody watched. No. So, yeah. Uh, so, Jake Jake 2.0 um, is his name. Uh, but he had a project. Well, bike. before we go any further, I need to make another confession. Okay. And it involves Micah, which I'm saying it now. Did you eat all my candy? All of it. God damn it. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, Micah made this peppermint bar. Micah gifted me. Candy that she made. Two large bags of peppermint bark. <laughs> so you're telling me it's all gone. I ate it all. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, so on with Jake 2.0. <laughs> so Jake 2.0. Um It was very good. So Jake showed up on a special little bike. Uh well he wasn't on it. No, but he had it in the back of his truck. Yes. Do you guys know what a PW50 is? Yeah. A peewee. Oh, yeah. It's it, it's small, and then you see it, and it's even smaller than you <laughs> thought it was going to be. Yeah, I mean, it's Yamaha? It, yeah. 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 It's a little pit bike. It, it's one of these bikes that the closer you get, the smaller it becomes. <laughs> you know, it doesn't get bigger as you walk towards it. It actually gets smaller. It's totally. like you're looking, looking at it through a telescope the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. So um, what's interesting, though, is he told me why he bought it. So in the last Rev Sisters Film Festival, there was a movie, one of my favorites in our film festival, called The PW50 Story. And it was about this guy who had a PW50 when he was a little kid, and now he's got a daughter, and he decided he wanted to get a PW50 for her. They've been making them for centuries now. How long, Emma? Like 30, 40 years? Oh, God, yeah, virtually unchanged. Well, I say that. I mean, they don't make them anymore because they're little two-strokes. But they were completely unchanged for the for longest decades. time. So he found an old project one and fixed it up and kind of did a documentary of him <clears throat> fixing it up, but also going back and sharing his history, getting that little PW50 and then getting into racing as a kid, and also how many people who are racers today, names you may know, who started out on a PW50 when they were a little kid, and just basically how much of an impact this little bike has made on the motorcycle world, the amount of people got into riding and racing. 
So it's a great little film, the PW, uh, Little Giant, the PW50 story, if you can watch it. So he saw that and said, I think I'll get one. My daughter is three. Maybe I'll get one for her. So he found one for a couple hundred bucks. And he, yeah, 300 bucks. And he brought it in and was taking it apart to clean it all up. Um, it's mostly all there, wouldn't you say? No, I'd say it's complete. Um, it doesn't appear to be too banged up. It's been sitting for a long, right. a long time. Tires are flat, carburetor was gummed up. Um, some bonehead had put engine oil in the two-stroke tank. Um, you know, just usual kind of stuff you get with these bikes, but for the money he paid, you can't go wrong. Because essentially, I don't think it's going to cost him anything to get it running. I think it's just sweat equity. Craig, these bikes are so small, I'm pretty sure it's a safe bet. You would not be able to ride it in the parking lot. Like, I don't uh, think you would fold Craig, would, he would get small. two of them and be like roller skates. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> roller blades, that's what it'd be. They're for like three, four-year-olds. Uh-huh. Yeah, on a little two-strip, twist and go. So anyway, um, it was really nice to have somebody in here who's got a project that's going to be for a kid, you know, and then Emma that's really cool. to help him find. I wouldn't have known. He said that you smelled the oil and knew it was the wrong oil. Yeah. I smelt it. <laughs> Did you dealt it? Too? Yes. No, I mean it's the it two stroke oil. Two stroke oil even before you burn it has got a very very distinctive smell to it. Also, it's very thin. It's almost like water in its viscosity. And the stuff that was in there it's like 2050. So, um so we had to completely drain the two stroke tank and Wait, the two You're saying it's from the future? Yes, exactly. Um, We had to completely drain the two-stroke tank and the two-stroke lines and bleed the uh, two-stroke pump, but we done did it. And you ran out of time, so we didn't get to see if it runs. It'll run next week. No, we're not open next week. It'll run next two weeks. Are we open New Year's Day? Yeah, you told me you would come. I'm coming. Okay, there you go. Um, I have a question for you, Emma. Yes. So I was working on a little scooter that had come through your shop at one point. The C3. Yamaha C3 that um, has now been sold to my friend, is gifting it to her daughter. You remember the C3, don't you, Bagel? Oh, yes. Yes, the uh, the wine cooler on wheels. Yes, it's a cooler on wheels. <laughs> um, and so uh, I was just working on that, and I realized that the fuel gauge on it wasn't working, so yes. I was asking how to fix it. And then I said, so, you know, wait a minute. This seat, little little 50cc scooter has a fuel gauge. Yes. My 1987 yes. uh, scooter yes. has a fuel gauge. Yes. Emma, tell me why you... Why? Oh, that's a very easy wait, question wait, to answer. I was waiting. You... Tell me why. Tell me why. Okay. My other bikes don't have fuel gauges. Why don't all bikes have fuel gauges? This is a very easy... Why doesn't my KLR have a fuel gauge? This is a very easy question to answer. Yeah. And it's determined by the market. And it's exactly the same reason why Bagel's Heinkel HE111 has an electric starter when virtually no two-wheeled vehicle had an electric starter at the time. It is all about the market. Now, scooters are sold to hardcore, hardcore scooter enthusiasts, 
like Bagel and like Stephanie. However, I think it is fair to say that I'm not saying you guys are in the minority, but you're not necessarily the target audience for scooter manufacturers, in particular the Japanese scooter manufacturers. Their target audience is Mr. and Mrs. Ordinary buying a scooter as an alternative to a second car because that's where the real market is. That is why when you look at the history of scooters, they're pioneers in electric start, automatic chokes, automatic transmissions, and anything where you have to dick around with the fuel, mess around with pet carks, we're going to try and avoid that. So hence you have a fuel gauge on, which is something, if you've been used to driving a car, you're very familiar with a fuel gauge. Do you agree with that, Bagel? Yeah, I, I think that's a very good assessment. Target audience. How do you feel about that, Stephanie? Yeah, that's that sounds about right to me. It's, and and basically, that is why <laughs> they make them as easy as possible to operate so that if you're looking as an alternative to a second car, a scooter's very real. You go in and you talk to the salesman. You say, well, you don't have a pet cock to mess around with. You don't have to switch to reserve. You don't have to do any of that. You've got a fuel gauge just as you have on a car. When it gets down to the red zone, you go in and fill it up. Yeah, but my KTMs don't have fuel gauges. Yeah, but it's a different... Well, what's it got, though? It's got something... It's got a horrible system. When yeah, it gets to a certain point, it starts counting up. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't I know. remember that. That was crazy. Know, we were trying to figure that out. I don't know what it counts yeah. up right. to. Yeah. But, <laughs> that's, it's, but it's weird. It's a, it's a fuel gauge of sorts. Yeah, but... With no, but no point of reference, though. I don't yeah, understand right. why every bike doesn't have a fuel gauge on it. Well, they don't need it. I mean, Craig, do you have fuel gauge on your bike? Well, a perfect example would be the Moto Guzzi. Yes. You ha- we had to have a sticker, the custom Guzzi, every 70 miles. Why does that not have a fuel gauge? Well, because I built it without one. Well, fair enough. But the point <laughs> the point still remains on Liza's point. I, I, I guess I don't think we got the question answered was why doesn't... I mean, it makes sense for the scooter yeah. that you're describing. Right, but and that was the, the question. The KLR would made was from a totally different market than the... Right. So motorcyclists, by their nature, tend to be quite reactionary folks. They're traditionalists. And messing around and switching from main to reserve is a motorcyclist kind of thing. But remember, the KLR is carbureted. You can't do the main and reserve with a fuel-injected bike because if a fuel-injected bike actually runs out of fuel... The fuel pump kind of goes and has a heart attack. So you don't want that. So a fuel-injected bike either has to have a fuel gauge, as many do, mm-hmm. a fuel light, as many do, or a very hokey system that counts up from when you're going to run out, as your KTM does. Craig, do you think that she's answered the question? She's in the ballpark. <laughs> I still say, why does a sorry cheap, so, cheap little scooter have one and a KLR doesn't? I, I don't understand. I, it's a different I, market. I, Steph, yeah. you have a guess? No, I think it's like a scooter can be a bit more like an appliance. But yeah. if you're on a motorcycle, mm. you're an enthusiast. Yeah, it's a different market, Liza. Does your BMW have one, Steph? <laughs> it has a fuel light. 
but uh, it doesn't have a fuel yeah. gauge. Anyway, mm-hmm. I, I just thought that was bizarre. You well, know, well, you said your KTM doesn't have one. That's fuel injected. Right. I know, but it ha- it counts up. To but to what it counts up to what we don't what know. A lot of, a lot of yeah, the number counts up to. I mean, any curious. any device that measures the amount of fuel left in the tank, whether it's counting up, counting down, whether it's a light or a pucker gauge, is a fuel gauge. It's just a different way of different interpreting style. it. But in mm-hmm. the old days, we had main and reserve because mm-hmm. you know you run out of fuel on main, you turn it onto reserve and. Right, with a carburetor, you don't have as much problems when you run out of gas. Right. Sometimes on some of the high-spec fuel pumps, you can even blow the fuel pump if you run out. On a a fuel-injected bike, if you run it out of fuel, you will fry the fuel pump. Because it. what people don't realize about high-pressure fuel pumps, the fuel does two jobs. It runs the engine of the bike. Okay, very good. But the fuel actually keeps the pump cool. Hmm. That's why the fuel pump on a fuel-injected bike lives in the gas tank. The actual fuel itself is keeping the pump cool. How complicated is a gas gauge? You have the little, um, basically a ball cock, a float in the tank. You have a float, and then you have like a rheostat. <laughs> I, lo- I love <laughs> the junior hires here. <laughs> We're like, can you say that again? You have a what? It's yeah. a plumbing term. Yeah, it's, it's, it's in your every toilet. It's like it's a, a toilet, in it, eh? <laughs> but I don't grow up. Uh, oh, that reminds me. We got a good why dicking, is it a ball we got a good dicking ball. today. Yeah. You guys missed that. That's we a had a good dicking. Oh, it was the best. Yeah. So, yes. I, I'm, you dick the PD dub or PW? No. 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 <laughs> So, no, I draw the line. I draw the have, line. It would have dwarfed the line when they're for three-year-olds. For the children's bikes. <laughs> That's no, great. No, actually. Okay, I, I, I don't think you sufficiently uh, answered, so I'm moving on. Um, the, well, I, so the, here, no, here's I'm a not, point. Uh, yeah. the, the first bike I've had that did not have a fuel gauge is the CRF 450. 450, yeah. Right? And it was kind of confusing because I'm like, hey, why don't they all just have a fuel gauge? It's, just, it's comforting. But it gives you all this other data, and I think it's just meant for you know rallying, you know rally raid type racing, where you're looking at your fuel consumption. But the same thing, it'll tell you how much gas you've used, um, what your miles, miles, you know, how many miles per gallon you're getting. But there's no simple bar of. Oh, like, do you want? Do you want the real answer? You want the real answer. You ain't gonna like it. Uh, it's not a cost saving thing. Yes, it is, Liza. <laughs> every Come single, on. every single no. bike that we ride is built to a price every single one and if there's a budget for a fuel gauge it gets a fuel gauge if there isn't it doesn't it's as simple as that for people who work at major manufacturers and design and budget bikes please put fuel gauges in all of them thank you all right so um yes uh we yeah we had a good victim i haven't seen that yet so um so, John, oh, you saw the bike. <laughs> it's did, as big as the engine. It's bigger than the engine. And uh, the new owner, Nathan, came mm-hmm. on down to the garage today. Yeah, it was good to see him here, yeah. With a couple of his buddies. Yep, his dad and his uh, some other guy. Oh, yeah. that was his dad who yeah. had me. <laughs> what is it? What, what's the well, bike? they were all excited when I showed up. They were like, hey, I got dicked. <laughs> so. Yeah. Is it a, a Nighthawk or <laughs> something? No, it's the Rebel a, 250. Rebel? okay. Really good looking It's a Rebel beautiful little bike, yeah. Good looking bike. And so I, I think it was his father was in the garage and noticed the, the giant dildo. It was, uh, <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm like, oh, they're for dicking bikes. I'm like, wait a minute. It, it was said, another snip 
from Motown. So I said, so I put him to work. I said, all right, here's the thing. I'm gonna we got to distract him, and then we got to plant the the dildo, and then we got to get a picture, and you guys are all part of it. They're like, okay. This whole elaborate thing, right? <laughs> and so he was trying to put the dildo on, and Nathan walked out. And he was trying on some jackets from the gear room, and so uh, he he ran away with the dildo. And I'm like, "Oh, Nathan! Oh, the light's bad here. Come stand over here. <laughs> oh, we got to you got to strap. You got to do all the straps tight on the jacket. Make sure the arms are tight. Make sure the waist ah. is tight. Meanwhile, his dad is planting the dick on there. And then it's like, oh, turn around. <laughs> hey, let's get a picture. Thumbs up. That's my favorite. The thumbs up. <laughs> and then his, I get the picture. I'm like, great. And then his dad goes, oh, let's get one for your mom. Oh, no. And his dad stepped in and a took dildo a picture. Or a picture. A picture with him and the dildo bike. Yeah, so proud. That's great. Yeah, so. Uh, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, so it was fun to bring that out again today. But, um, you know, there is a bike that never should have a, a fuel gauge. Never should. Emma, I even think you will agree with me on this. Go on, then. A custom chopper. Uh. I would say a custom chopper probably needs one, and I'll because they don't carry any fuel, you know, out of everything. It's, well, it's, it's always, always on, on reserve. Yeah. Yeah. It's always on you, reserve. So, so what you need is a trip meter, not not a fuel gauge. Well, the first thing that came to mind are those choppers with the little tanks, but they've got the clear tube that runs on the Ooh, outside yeah. that yeah. acts right. as uh, like yeah. a sight gauge. Yeah, that's but a fuel gauge. That's that's a fuel gauge. Yeah, but that was my segue into choppers because this is kind of. Big news. Mm. I don't know if you guys heard. And if I asked you, what is probably the most successful motorcycle movie of all time? Easy Rider. Fritz the Cat. Easy Rider, right? Easy Rider. Yeah, Easy Rider. I mean, we, we know On A Sunday is the best, but the most successful is Easy Rider. I like Fritz the Cat. <laughs> I do too. Well, guess what? They are remaking it. Oh, no. Oh, oh yeah. What a, what a nightmare. Is Bruce Willis going to be in it? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, I wouldn't jump hold to conclusions on. too much because maybe it'll be badass. Hold on. Mm. It's going to be a modernized remake. And it's oh, only oh, in no. Just it's only in pre-production right now. So somebody's bought the rights and they're starting to put this Why? together, which means we have an opportunity to make our suggestions of what <laughs> bikes we think should be featured in the new Easy Rider. Stretch Busa. <laughs> uh, they 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 made that movie. What was that? Rider Boys or something? What was that one? Uh, Biker, Biker, Biker Boys. Biker Boys. Biker Boys. Yeah. So is it going to be the same the same theme? No, no. They have. It's not. It's they modern. haven't said anything yet. I think they're just bought the rights. It's going to be like the remake of Point Break. They're not so, scared some, of you, man. Not be well, because it was a period represent. in culture that's just going to exactly. be hard to replicate yeah. a remake. I want ah, it to work, ah. but so here's 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 my question. It it is a point in time that captured the culture at that time. Right. What is the equivalent of that culture now? Cafe racer culture. It or I, I would it be brat bikes and hipsters? Well, that's cafe racer culture. So uh, that's why I'm asking. Oh, I'm so what fast would be the furious. modern fast easy and riders? furious on like Husqvarna? No, I've got it. It's going to be the odyssey of two guys who like wearing plaid shirts and have beards <laughs> and wear glasses riding CX500 cafe racers to Starbucks and back. <laughs> 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 it's going to be it. 
Yeah. Okay, but hear, then, me, hear me out. Three hours of it. Is there? Any- yeah, three hours of it, and there's going to be new, no, and there's going to be ten minutes of bike riding footage, and the remaining <laughs> two hours and forty minutes is going to be them sitting in Starbucks talking about current okay, events. Okay, but, but hear me, hear me out, hear me out. What if it was a ruckus and a grom? <laughs> Dumb and Dumber oh, 3. A stretch ruckus and a Navi. A stretch ruckus. Or Navi. Yes. Navi. With lights. Uh, no, I'm saying like it, you, you could actually dig into the culture. And I mean, talk about. We, I mean, we were just talking about who, who are some of the hardest core writers right now. Okay. You like know, the you, dude going around the world on a monkey bike. You know who? That's a hardcore writer. You know who I would cast potentially in the main role is Danger Dan. Danger Dan. Ah, yeah. Danger Dan. Yeah. He's a Caesar, you know. But, and, and not scary, we were just man, saying what you represent. the kind of writing that Stefan Bagel do or some of the right. hardest core writers. Is there any world that Easy Rider could be scooters? Scooters. So essentially, they're <laughs> capturing the sense of adventure in the modern world to escape the freedom. So it's still going to try to have that adventurous spirit, well, kind of capture the essence of what the movie is, but adapted for uh, po- a post-pandemic world. It had a countercultural component, too. Right. Mm-hmm. What is counterculture these days? That's the question, isn't it? Yeah. It's probably mm-hmm. a... Scooter. <laughs> that is my question or ooh, ooh. Uh, hmm. maybe it would be this is going to be somebody who wants to get promo getting their bike in there is, is a big deal but they're paid you know to have it paid in there it could be a cf motos right no oh hmm. wait a minute we're missing the obvious is there any world that these are e-bikes or or or, or like zeros? No, nah, then, hmm. then you get into Japanese anime, which yeah, would but, be but bad. Think, think about storyline. It could be furries. Akira, Running out man. of juice Akira. and having to stop and bum electrons off of people. I'm already <laughs> falling asleep. I'm no, like, yeah. I, yeah, seriously. <laughs> No, so so how do they make this and make exciting. it modern and exciting? What gotta, would you want to see? You got to center it in a, in a countercultural movement. Okay, so two furries riding zeros <laughs> to the Portland Pride <laughs> event. There you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, all right. Actually, Does? seriously, I was thinking if you centered it in the LGBTQ community, that would be interesting. Yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah. Yes. No, mm-hmm. I'm really. I'm trying to think. I mean, no. Let's let's go back seriously. Do you think the most, furries or the zeros? Yeah. Do you think that um, this will most likely be choppers? Because choppers are still around; it hasn't died. And at the time, I mean, these were kind of outlawish bikes. So, is I mean, do you think Craig, these would be choppers? No, I mean, Craig kind of nailed it. Easy Rider. Part of the success of Easy Rider was it was culturally very much on topic. I mean, if you if you take the whole culture of the late 60s mm-hmm. and the counterculture of the late 60s, it's really summed up in that movie. And that was part of the success of it. And the problem is, is if they use choppers now mm-hmm. in 2022, <laughs> it would be some sort of awful like American chopper or, you know, East SMS. Coast you know, or something, <laughs> which really are decades old a decade old anyway i mean i can't remember the last time i saw a chopper on the road all right i'm just gonna say 
It's not going to be a sport bike because that that's. I think it wouldn't even be an e-bike because yeah. that would be that would be the culture. That's the direct. That's okay. Well, let's break this. So it I, is, you know, I, I have a thought. What yeah. about what about like either a dual sport or supermoto? You know, because but, if part but, of the the idea is like, getting yeah. away. It's just like going on a trail somewhere. But where did they know. travel from? From what California to they went through New Orleans. Yeah, they went through yeah. the desert, Arizona, New Orleans. Right. So so you have to go on a long trip. Well, you yeah. could combine mm, it with a yeah. Trans America trail. A, so it's it's a trip across Americana. You just have I Steph could come up with some like endearing mode like heart wrenching story that grabs you from the beginning that launches this nomad across the country on its back roads and byways. To like sort it, their shit out. Are they furries? Well, they're, no, they're not furries. <laughs> she really wants a furry <laughs> not, movie. Okay. We can do furries. <laughs> furries are the furry furries. Tra- furries they travel the with a cat. <laughs> so a cat. if they were furries, I think what would they? I, I yeah, I can see a squirrel and a cat squirrel. maybe. A squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think one of them has to be a squirrel and the other. I like cat furries. I thought maybe but, like a raccoon. Or maybe Ooh, maybe a pig. Raccoon. Oh, that'd be too. Raccoon. Oh, I think that's too. Like, <laughs> or like Sonic the Hedgehog kind of thing. I, I have an idea. I have. <laughs> I have an idea. Painful. Yes, I can see this. Yes, I can see this. Hear me out. Okay. A Ural. And a Royal Enfield, with, traveling cross country with furries. No, well, well it, furries in the past. Hipsters, hipsters, hipsters. But um, except they're not American motorcycles. Well, hipsters are just Does furries. It need to be? Yeah, no, hipsters. It, it, well, it should be kind Does of. It a, need to be I'm just American? thinking that. Uh, well, Captain America, the mo- you know the original. I know, but I mean, what are you going to do? Ride like an American? But I'm just thinking bikes that aren't the best. But would would do it and are, create a challenge and and a story along the way. Hmm. You, and, you know, realistically, you know what I think it's going to be. And they can have a dog. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think realistically, it's going to be a lot of product placement, probably for Harley and or Indians. So maybe they'll have one Harley, one Indian, and riding those cross country. That'd be my guess. You know, you know, I'd like to. Yeah, I, our stories are way too aspirational. <laughs> I, I think it'd be awesome to have a chopper, and we and where we see bitching choppers, and not to make this nexus, but when we go to Corbin's for Fourth of July. Um, the HA guys roll up, right? Mm-hmm. And if you just look at their bikes, you know, by themselves, the bikes are fucking bitching. They're all choppers. Right? I think we'd call them all pretty much a chopper. They're all super customized. Those guys, you could say, live a life of. But they're all riders freedom. too. They're not. They're they not all ride things. hard. So I think if yeah. you if you were to pluck you know one of those HA bikes out of the lineup and put some like, you know, some like hip progressive dude who is also a badass on it or a female even right right not or or someone fluid for that matter, have them ride on it. I think it'd be dope. So I think you could totally have a chopper. Just have a badass chopper that's all you know rat rotted out, and some equally badass human riding it. Okay, I think I've got it. I think I've got it. I'm close. I'm very close. And this is going to be... Oh, Are you drawing a picture over no, there? No, no, no. Uh, what, wait, what bike did you just say? Uh, a clapped out rat-rotted Harley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, got it. I think I know what it's going to be. And I think I know who it's going to be. All right. I predict... Yes. This new Easy Rider is going to feature Ryan Gosling and Milo Ventimiglia... And they are going to be Dyna Bros. So it's going to be Sons of Anarchy, but on the road. 
Oh, no. I think they're going to be. I oh. thought you were for sure you were going to say Zach Efron. I, th- <laughs> <laughs> I think they're going to be Dinah Bros. It's going to be no, Chris I've, Pratt. It'll be, it'll be uh, Joaquin Phoenix and Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> that would be amazing. Okay, would seriously. No, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> that for sure. Yeah. Well, now you're talking like Harley Davidson yeah. and the Marlboro. Yeah. Man. Well, now you're turning it into a comedy. As long as it's better than Wild Hogs, I think we're good. <laughs> I'm very curious to know what bikes, I mean, uh, what bikes are going to use and what this story will be. So this is an opportunity for you, the listener, to email us your prediction. And what will the conflict, the cultural conflict, like obviously in Easy Rider at the end when they were shot by the redneck crackers in the truck. <laughs> so what is what's the modern ripple? Like, oh, yeah, this is so I've got this it. Isn't just I've got it. it. It's 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 a, a a Tesla driver who falls asleep on autopilot and T bones him in an intersection. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Modern That's times, sad. man. Wow. Modern times. Wow, modern times. Very, very apropos, wow. though. So yeah, um, email us. Let us know what you think because I don't think they've announced any details. I don't even know if if the production crew is really decided yet no they said they're still right now oh it could be oh it could be some um old like bmw and a k and, and kawasaki police bikes from mm. bought from an auction and traveling mm. cross country that could be interesting because that brings up whole stories when you're riding old police bikes mm. <laughs> chopped down mm. ratted out yeah, with a, with a raccoon Mexico. tail. We could bring that raccoon No, we want a whole raccoon suit. <laughs> you want the whole raccoon suit. <laughs> Me and Steph, we're going to so, raccoon uh, just <laughs> Send us your prediction to motorcyclesandmisfits at gmail.com. Let's see if anyone gets it right. Hey, do you guys know what time it is? It's... It's game Christmas time. time. It's game time. Oh, you guys, this is a good one. This is a good one. Did this come to you oh, in a dream? No. Did this come to you in the bath? No. <laughs> uh, I think I was driving. Okay. Um, this one, this one is called the incredibly impossible quiz. I've come up with the most incredibly impossible questions. And here's how this game is going to work. It's going to be Emma versus the Misfits. The <laughs> what a surprise. Okay. Um, and here's how it'll work. Yes. Uh, I will first ask Emma this incredibly impossible question. Yes. If she happens to get it right. Yes. Point goes to her. Yes. If she doesn't get it right. Yes. We'll go one at a time. So each question, a, a different misfit will... We'll try and answer. All you have to do is guess if her answer is high or low, because the answers to all of these is a number. So it's like an over-under game. Yes. So if Emma gets it right, (laughs) she happens to know the answer. This is impossibly. It's a from-under game. Yes. This is incredibly impossible. (laughs) Then she automatically gets played. If she doesn't, she is going to bullshit an answer. And then you guys will have to guess high or low. Okay, got it? Mm-hmm. Got it. So we're going to start oh, with the first one. And John, this will be you. All okay. right. Okay, Emma. Yes. We're going to start with something easy. Yes. In a stock Suzuki Hayabusa, yes. how many links are in a chain? In a stock Suzuki Hayabusa? Yes. How many links are in the chain? 109. 
Okay, that is not correct. So, John, do you want to go? Is the answer higher or lower? Do you want to go higher or low? Okay, I'm going to go higher. The answer is 112 point to John. Yeah, well done. Good. All right, Misfits and Emma. Well, I don't know anything about stock boosters. I only know about okay. stretching. <laughs> With 217 <Emma>. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, darling. On the Harley Davidson 1200 Sportster. Sportster. How, how many spokes are on the front wheel? What year? Uh, let's go... 2012. I mean, this is could be a, a mag. Lot of them. Could be a mag. There's a bunch of Sportster. Forty. Point goes to Emma. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! Oh, <nice>. oh, dang. <laughs> nice. No. I was gonna be like, other oh, cast. Sportster. <laughs> I like Sportsters. All right. All right. So, all right. <sighs> Emma. Yes. Darling. On a Triumph Bonneville. T120. Ah. How many liters of gas does the tank hold? Wait, 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 wait a minute. <laughs> a tr- are, we, are we talking about the old T120 nope. or the new T120? Yeah, yeah current. 12.5. That is incorrect. Craig, how many liters do you think the T120 gas tank holds? Do you want to go higher? Then you said, what did you say, 12.5? 12.5. Do you want to go higher or lower? Lower. 14.5. Point goes to Emma. Mm. So that, was that just shy of five gallons? Four, four and a four, like four, four seven? Yeah. Yes, four. Because mm. I, I get mixed up because it's, it's, it's like a British gallon is um, higher than... An American gallon is 3.9 liters and a British 3, gallon is... 3.78. Yeah, something like that. Or is it Imperial? Yeah, an Imperial. Okay, Jim, this will be yours. All right, Emma. Yes. What is the wheelbase on a Norton Minx? Mm. What? (laughs) (laughs) What is the wheelbase on a Norton Minx in inches? Smoke coming off her head. Like I'll reverse it. I have a number in my head. <laughs> yes. No. Uh, uh, I, hang on. Wait a minute. I've, <laughs> wheelbase is. Uh, I think it's fifty-seven inches. I think. You are incorrect, Jim. Lower. I was going to go say like right around forty, forty-two. It was fifty-six. She was oh, so shoot. close. Wow, oh so close. That's so. Where do you do? Is it from axle to axle? Axle to axle. Wow. Yeah. And okay. I, it's Shows funnyly I enough. Know. It's funny you should wow. you should mention that is because the I actually had to set one up in the workshop, mm. and I, I I remember it. I thought it was right around the number. So oh well. You were so close. Yes. Anyway. All right, Bagel. This will, will be yours. Yes. Hello, Bagel. All right. Emma. Yes. yes. Yes, darling. What is the actual engine size on a Honda Rebel 500? A Rebel 500? Yes. 497cc. Bagel, do you want to go higher or lower? I'm going to go lower. 471cc. Oh, is that, is that tiny? Yep. Wow. Oh, all right. All right. <laughs> so one point for the bagler. All right. All right. So, Steph, this is yours. 
And uh, <laughs> hey, Emma. Yes, darling. What is the dry weight on a 1978 Honda Goldwing? <laughs> wow. <laughs> She's thinking really hard on these. Four tons. Um, four eighty-five. Steph, do you want to go higher or lower on a 1978 Honda Goldwing? Four eighty-five is her. Going higher. Six hundred and two pounds. Wow. Oh wow. (laughs) Gotta have the the better stuff on it. But oh well. All right. Right now the score is. Two for Emma, four for the Misfits. Oh, boo. Okay, uh, we're coming back around to you now, John. Emma. Yes. At Laguna Seca. Yes. What gear is Yuri in on his Kramer in turn two? Third. (laughs) That is correct. (laughs) Point to Emma. (laughs) Though he said on his, uh, was it CBR 1000? Yes. It would be second. It's second, but yeah, on the Kramer, Kramer's Kramer's third. third. Oh, she got that one. Okay. Uh, I, I pay attention right, to We're sticking lot. with you, John. All right, Emma. <laughs> yes. What year was Kenny Roberts' last race? Oh, shit. <laughs> when did Kenny Roberts actually <laughs> retire? Because I've got and this a, is this is full professional racing. I'm, yeah, I'm assuming. Yeah. Well, okay. you because no, he did a lot of sort of charity races after. Right, right. His last professional race. His last professional race. Oh shit! I love that she's really like giving these a good go. No, I am giving them a good go. I know this is a real stab in the dark because right. I know he had an interesting career towards the end of it. I'm going to go ninety-one. Uh, John. I'm going to go lower. 1983. It really was that far back. Wow. Was that far that back. is wild. Point Isn't it amazing that Wes Cawley raced later than Kenny Roberts? Yeah. Yeah. All right, Craig, this will be yours. Hey, Emma. Yes. At the 2019 Meekum Motorcycle Auction at yes. Monterey. Yes. How much did the top-selling bike, a 1936 Crocker small tank, Sell for God, crockers are <laughs> worth just frigging fortune. Um, you might have been there 2019 Beacon Auction at Monterey. Were you there? I did, no, I think I missed the okay. 2019 one. One like 236, it was a ridiculously high amount. So, what is your filing at 236? 236,000? Yes, Craig, <laughs> higher or lower? Remember, it's a crocker. Designed by Betty. I love it. I love that you guys just have to go high or low. 50-50 jets, you put as much effort into it as she puts into it. Well, they're putting as much I effort know, into it as I am. It's just as hard for them. I'm going to go higher. 825,000? Wow. Yeah. Point to the next wow. Isn't that wild? Wow. Okay, so Jim, this will be yours. Yes. Feeling lucky. I, this is an easy one. I totally got this one. Hey, Emma, what was the first year that the KLR 650 came out? <laughs> Silence. <coughs> 1983. All right, Jim. Do you want to go higher or lower? Lower. 
John's John's, <laughs> John's trying to give you the answer. Liar. <laughs> I'm gonna, liar. You said lower. Liar. You said lower. Lower. It was 1987. So I'm going to give Emma the point. Oh. Okay. All right. Ooh. I tried, Jim. Emma, you're, you're coming up. It's four to six right now. <sighs> Doing what I can for you. And we Emma. only have four more. All right. So, Bagel. Yes. Um, all right. On a 2015 Indian Chief, Emma, what is the torque spec on the thermostat housing cover? Oh, in, wow. In pounds. <laughs> thermostat housing cover. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's the torque spec on the thermostat housing cover on a 2015 Indian Chief? What kind of, do you know what kind of fastener it is? <laughs> what size bolt? Is well, it a bolt? I'm hoping she'll share that. So um, let's try 12 foot pounds. All right, uh, Bagel, do you want to go higher or lower? Um, I'm going to go higher. It's listed as 96 inch pounds. So, well, we can figure this out. So 12s into 96, it's eight foot pounds. Ooh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Eight foot pounds. It's just a little, it's like a little eight millimeter... Yeah. And whatever, huh? So, yeah. Yeah. You yeah. got it. Yeah, that's eight foot pounds. Is that what you said? No, I said 12. Yeah, okay. Oh, but he said, but I said higher. higher. He said yeah. higher. Oh, oh, I get oh, it. Oh, you get the point. Ooh, yes, thank ooh, you. Ooh, ooh. Good, good, good. Okay. All right. All right. Steph, this one is you. Oh, except I didn't put the answer. Hold on. Uh, okay, wait. I got one. Okay. Yes. Right now, it is five to six. All right. Hey, Steph. There's a chance you might know this. Um, Emma first shot at the what is the bore or stroke of a BMW R60 slash two? I will take the bore or the stroke. Because they're the same? No. <laughs> no? Oh, okay. So it's 300 cc's a cylinder. And you just have to say if you're giving me the bore or the stroke. It's a long stroke engine, 63 millimeters bore. Okay. Uh, Steph, do you want to go higher or lower? I'll go. I'll go higher. It is 72 on the board. Nice. Nice. What math are you doing over there, Emma? <laughs> I'm just. Are you looking at porn? What are you doing? All right. I am looking. I was. At porn. I was actually <laughs> like, you know, visualizing what sixty two. Yes. All right, like, we have one doing. more. Um, John, we'll just go with you because you're next in line. All right. Uh, because right now, um, actually, let's see, it's five to seven to seven, and this one is worth ten. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> All right, Emma. Spicy. Yes. On a Ducati 999. Yes. How many teeth are on the front sprocket? (laughs) One could say nine. (laughs) However, (laughs) stock gearing. Stock gearing. 16. 16. 16. John, higher or lower? What do you think the answer is? I'm gonna go lower. Let's see. Let's see if we do that, and then add the ten. Because the answer is fifteen. You were off by one tooth, Emma. 
Misfits Ooh. win. Ta-da! In your face! Wow. What, what do you that never happens. Wow. <laughs> it takes a village to beat Emma. What do you think that? I mean, the impossibly difficult quiz. Good questions, though. Thank yes. you. That I can't wait for a thing. Very good. Pretty darn good. <laughs> I think you just you just gave us this one because it's Christmas time. You're holiday. It was our Christmas gift. Oh God! <laughs> but guess what? What we're going to keep the high and low going, but it's no longer Emma against everybody else. Well, thank Christ. <laughs> <laughs> no, everybody can play along uh, at the same time because this one is is. Craigslist porn pick. All right. We haven't yeah. done this for a while. And so I am going to do this. Let's see. I'm going to share the screen. I was on Craigslist looking at bikes. And I'm still amazed at ha- the prices that people are wanting for bikes. Is that a well, it doesn't mean they... So I'll give you all the info. It doesn't mean so they get they it. Can, they can know, ask know, any know, price they want. I know. I know. <laughs> So, um, so I, I found a bunch of bikes and, um, you guys are just going to try and guess. Well, I said higher low. Um, tell you what, I will give you, I will give you an amount and you have to guess higher low and then you keep your own scores. How about that? Okay. Okay. All right. First up, we have a clean 1998 triumph. It says 595 slash 955. Yeah, well, the, the the model's the T five ninety five. Oh, nine fifty five I. Yeah, but it's nine hundred and fifty five cc. All right, make sure you don't look over my shoulder, John. All yeah, right, uh, condition is excellent. Yep. Uh, it has nineteen thousand miles on it. It is uh, clean. Yeah. Original miles, new yes. brakes, new calipers, yeah. new tires. Just yes. registered until next June. Just remapped. Good to go. Good condition. Yes. 1998 Triumph. Right. And I am going to give you the amount of $5,000. Oh, way less now than Now you that. have to go higher or lower. This what do you the, think they're asking? This is not the value that's asking price, right? What do you think they're yeah. asking? Higher or lower? Lower. Than $5,000. Lower. Higher. Higher. I think they're asking higher. Yeah. Asking higher. All right. And Bagel and Steph? Uh, I think higher. Bagel, did you? Is Bagel there? Bagel's thinking. Bagel, have you answered? <laughs> you must answer, Bagel. Bagel, Bagel, Bagel stepped out for a second. He's oh, not there. okay, okay, sorry. All right, the answer is $3,000 asking wow. price. <gasps> That's a $3,000 bike. For a leader bike, and it's super clean. That's why I thought it'd be super more, clean. Someone took care of Funnily enough, miles. Triumph. These big bruiser old triumphs just don't fetch money, and it's a shame because they're great bikes. Yeah, single sided swing arm. Yeah, it's got all the things. Cool paint job. Yep. There is, there is an elephant in the room with those old triumphs that you have to be very careful. The starter clutch is quite weak, Mm. and if your starter clutch goes out. It's engine out, split the crankcases. They improved it on the 1050, but the 955, if um, your starter clutch goes out, believe me, they do go out. Um, Split the crankcases. Pretty pretty clean bike for 3000 I thought that was fairly priced. You you are not going to go faster for less money. Coming up next, we have 
A, oh, come on. Yep. Work. There we go. Oh, we have a 2013 Ducati Multistrada 1200. Look familiar, it Craig? It does. Yeah. It looks very familiar. What year? Yeah. What year? It's a 2013. I think that is a scammer who is selling yours. <laughs> That's what I think. Uh, so, Craig, you can't play this round. Because okay. I believe this is, is your, bike? your bike. It yeah. is. It is. <laughs> this is your bike. So we get to see if they think you're high or low. So um, you listed. It's a superb 2013 Ducati Multistrada. Highlights include aero exhaust system, two-stage fog lights, low miles, 10,000, two windshield options, Tires of plenty of life, LED blinkers, top case, blah, blah, blah. It is your bike, Craig. Modal oil, (laughs) phone charger. Everything works, needs nothing, rides amazingly, blah, 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 blah. So, this 2013 Ducati, $9,500. High or low? What do you think is he asking, higher or lower? I'm going to go lower. I'm gonna go lower. I'll go lower too. He wants he wants to I get a, an adventure bike. I'm gonna go higher. All right, Bagel. Do you want to guess higher or lower than ninety five hundred dollars? Mm, man, I'm gonna go lower. Craig, how much you're asking? Eighty three hundred. <laughs> okay. All right. Nice. All right. Good job, Craig. So Emma, fairly priced, would you say? i think yeah slight pause (laughs) it is of course craig told me he's selling his bike so of course it's your bike yeah Yeah, no i think it's a lot of bike for the money and the mileage is good and of course it was expertly serviced yeah fresh level two emma's touch yeah uh, service service uh, does it have new new juices everywhere all the juices all the juices (laughs) Does it have a Motown sticker on it, Craig? I don't know if it got indoctrinated yet, but... That will add value. Needs, yes. All but right. I tell you what, that's a lot of bike for the money. All right, so for the asking price of $8,300. It's a bargain. So next up, we have a 1977 Kawasaki KZ1000 original street drag build. Uh, hmm. This bike, uh, original low serial number... Early 80s, all steel, stretch swing arm, dual 1979 front disc brakes, 4 in one Mac exhaust, custom low-profile pro- seat, no low ballers, no trades. So, since <laughs> 8300... I know what I got. 8300 for Ducati. 8300 for Ducati. So, here's a simple question. Higher or lower than Craig's $8,300 Ducati? Higher or lower? You know what? It's worth... That's a two thousand dollar bike, and I think he's asking more. I think he's asking at least nine for it. But it is a two thousand dollar bike. <laughs> it looks kind of horrible. Does it have an e start? Or is I it, agree it's with gonna that. have an e start, right? Yeah, it'll have an e start. And it is, and as everyone see, see, it's rattle canned flat. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's rattle. He's mm-hmm. asking John a ton of money for lower. that. Then Craig's bike. So yeah. I would say uh, lower. All right, Craig. I have to go lower. Jim. Yeah, lower. Bagel. Lower. Stephanie. Lower. He's asking $8,900. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Hopefully yep. he gets it. 
and here, right here Good in Santa luck. Cruz, maybe Craig, maybe he'll take a that, train. Straight up, maybe he'll take a train. Straight up, you that never know. For the rat ride? <laughs> it looks loud. That is it looks a, very loud. That is a two thousand dollar bike. I mean, I, I hope we don't know who this is. <laughs> that is an example to me of. And people just incredible prices. Mm. People are asking for stuff. Well, but it doesn't mean that they're, they're getting it. And the the trouble is with the whole KZ thing. One of the first bikes to really reach stratosphere, stratospheric levels with price were the KZ nine hundreds, and they're still very very valuable bikes. But everybody kind of jumped on that bandwagon. And all the LTDs, they were asking massive mm-hmm. money. Mm-hmm. And Kawasaki LTDs are just gruesome. And the KZ1000s, they were asking massive money. And it's all part of that sort of jumping on the bandwagon. And but this why? Is, I don't understand why. Well, you know, and this is a great example. I'm really, really sorry to the owner of this, but this is a nasty KZ one thousand with a shitty swing. I'm gonna say it's not I don't even think it's worth two thousand. And a rattle can black paint job. The only way that would be worth any money is to take it back to stock and it takes so much. So I'm changing the game up now because I just figured out a better way to play this. Yes. If you guys haven't been following along, Emma's pretty much been spot on. Well no shit. It's like every time. So here's how we're gonna change the game up now. Uh, Emma is going to give a price, her valuation, and then oh. you guys have to guess higher or lower. Ooh. Emma, you okay with that? Yeah. All right. Up next, what we have is a 1999 Suzuki SV650. This is the first gen. Yes, and a desirable uh, little bike. Uh, this bike, it needs some TLC, but it is a running, rideable bike. Registration right. is current. The pros, M4 exhaust, Jixer, Shawa, front-end swap, clip-on handlebars, braided stainless brake, cables, new battery and aftermarket headlight, bridge tone battle axe tires from 2016. <laughs> That's in the pro column. Uh, <laughs> the bike was covered most of the time. Um, the cons, dents in the tank, typical ocean air corrosion, and aftermarket speedometer. Mileage is estimated to be about 35000 This is also here in Santa Cruz. Emma. Why don't you put an evaluation on this, and then they can go higher or lower than what? Is no, no mention about salvage title uh, with this. No, so it's a <laughs> title. They have the title. I'm just saying the new front end so is let's, no plastic. Let let's let's stick on that cat. He's got some desirable stuff on there, um, but I'm guessing it's an older picture, and there will be disappointments when you see it in the flesh. Let's try. Um, Try twenty seven hundred bucks. All right, twenty seven hundred is the number set. John, higher or and, lower? We're guessing what he's listing it for. What right? he's listing it for? <clears throat> higher. All right, Craig. Higher. Jim. Higher, like thirty three. Mm, bagel. Higher. And Steph. Asking higher. Uh, again, this is here in Santa Cruz. Eighteen hundred dollars. Wow! Wow! Man, that's a steal. So that's somebody who I think has got a fair. No, I think that's you know I think that's it. Realistically, that is a realistic two two thousand dollar bike. Well, it runs and it's registered. So there you go. Great practice, buddy. We got two more, and of course, I saved the best ones for last. Mm -hmm. Coming up next. 
Oh my god. <laughs> Please dope. tell me that's in town. Is it? It is. These are all in Santa Cruz. Awesome. Nice. All right. Yeah, that definitely looks like in town. What we have here is a 2004. It was going to buy that before the pack podcast is that, over. BMC that, that, that like Chopper. BMC was one of the big yes. names that were making choppers. Big Mike company. Yeah. Yes. At the Out time. Hollister. This only has 9,500 miles on it. Right. Um, let's see. This is a head turner. Yes. Now, <laughs> the owner it's passed away. It turned my head, and I'm turning it away. <laughs> the owner passed away. Otherwise, his love would live on. So it's only being sold because he passed away. Yes. And I have pictures of him in front of the lighthouse on his bike, loving this bike. So this was a loved, now a purple bike with yellow flames. And this is a pretty much a stock yeah. MC chopper. This as is much how they as left Hollister. All right. All right. Emma, what do you think he's asking I don't think that's a big money bike, or relatively speaking. I'm going to stick my neck out at 9,000. All right. John, higher or lower? I'm going to go lower because the owner's not selling it. Ooh. Ooh, good tech. Are you guys keeping score? Yeah. Okay. Craig? Higher. All right, Jim? I think uh, Ty, she nailed it. I think it's 9,000. Ooh, spot on. Interesting. Yeah, I get extra points, tactic. right? Yeah. All right, Bagel. I'm going to say higher. And is Steph gone now? I'm still here. Okay, there Let's you are. Higher, higher, higher. higher. Okay. Uh, $9,500 asking price. So yeah. higher, higher wins. Uh, but Emma, you were almost spot on again yeah. i remember do you remember when we visited harley davidson they had that full custom bike mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. they would ask him what twelve thousand for it yeah you know they these custom bills even the ones from big dog bmc they're just not high dollar bikes are the motors those were the sns and mostly yeah. sns engines yeah. okay you know a lot of noise and not mm-hmm. necessarily much okay. power. Very shiny you guys yes. are gonna have fun with this last one shiny all right. Yes. Ready for this? Y'all. Yeah. Oh, God. No, oh, those, wow. Those yeah. pook or pooch? How do you say it? Okay, no, no, those are, those are Piaggio's. That's a chow. Chow and a Bravo, maybe? So, what <laughs> we have pair, here. The pair together? Again, this is in Santa Cruz. What we have here is a pair huh? of 1970 Vespa Piaggio. That's what they call them, <laughs> mopeds. So, he says, hey, I have two Vespa Piaggios. I'm asking... This amount for both. One is running. The other one is for parts, so no engine. So all you see is two bikes. One is running. One is for parts. And it has Vespa Piaggio badges on them. Mm-hmm. Emma, what do you think these two mopeds are worth? 1970. That's kind of collectible there, I'm going to go. I'm Bagel gonna... wants it. Bagel, you want it, don't you? <laughs> I'm going to go really low on this. It's it's not a desirable bike, and I think the guy just wants out three hundred bucks. Really? Yep. I figured the Vespa Piaggio have have collectors. I who think three hundred bucks. He wants them gone. Mm, okay. And they're ugly. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's not like they're not what you call in collectible condition. They look mostly there, though. Yeah, I think that. Well, the one's missing a bloody engine. Yeah. So, John, <laughs> higher or lower? <clears throat> higher. Craig? Higher. Jim? Higher. Bagel? 
Higher. And Steph. I think they're asking higher. Bagel, what would you pay for these? What would I pay for these? Yeah. <laughs> uh, probably about 300 <laughs> at most. But but what he's asking, I'm I'm going to guess he's probably asking somewhere between 500 and 1000. Yeah, $700. Wow. wow. Right in the middle. Yeah. I was going to I was going to guess 6 or 700 <laughs> for the two of them. Bagel's yeah. got his finger on the pulse. I don't think they'll get it, but yeah, because wow. I guarantee he thinks he's worth. He thinks they're worth a lot more than they are, but but Vespa aficionados generally have no interest in in Piaggio mopeds, even if they have a Vespa logo on them, um, just because they're just so slow. But but for somebody who's who's a a, a real aficionado, a real connect collector, they would probably shell out a couple hundred bucks for this. I mean, going to the farmers market maybe from like a mile. Oh no, sure. you 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 wouldn't want to ride that. And, Not even anyway. a mile. If, well, I was thinking if about, it's if it's flat, it's fine. <laughs> one mile. I was thinking about that too. But what I see around here, like in, around town, like people going surfing or farmers market. Mm-hmm. Now, every as cool as they are, people are going electric. Yeah. So I think mm-hmm. these are going to oh, yeah. be just less desirable. Just from and, the, mm-hmm. you, know. you know, those yeah. mopeds are governed to a top speed. And remember, this is when they were new. Are those 49cc? 49cc of 40 kilometers an hour. Now, 40 kilometers an hour is 23 miles. Max. Per hour. When they were new. Yeah. Wow. They're 40 kilometers. So that probably won't even do 20. Maybe 15. (laughs) Wow. You, I, I'm sure there there are ways that you could de-restrict it and get it up to a good 30, 35, if you really tried. But a good AMA Vintage Days bike, I would say. I don't yeah. think so on that either. No, I don't think it'd make it to the ground. It won't even go through the grass. Yeah. Uh, you yeah, could I have fun with it. I, I think That's I think what the pedals are there for. No, but um, these kind of bikes have had a rebirth with the hipsters who love like the pukes and stuff like that, that they're turning them into little cafe racers. I'm not even sure you could do something cool with this. I don't know if you can are, coolify it. No, I think it'd be I, very I difficult. really thought because it's badge Vespa Piaggio that Suckers like Bagel might just want it. Just <laughs> <laughs> like I said, like bagel. I, I, might, <laughs> I might pay three hundred bucks, like Emma said. The headlight looked like it came I, off I, a Buick. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I I wouldn't even really want to add these to my garage because I have so many other bikes. I don't need more bikes in my garage that are not even really going to be that fun to ride. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to show you guys something else. I want to see if you would add this to your garage. And I'm going to say that Craig would say yes. All right. So this is something interesting. I don't know if you guys have heard the announcement, but Harley Davidson is making bikes in China. Oh, boy. Yeah. Now, we're Emma and I were talking about this earlier. Emma... So the first round when they made the Italian uh, Harley Davidsons, yes, were they successful? Marginally, is that Aramaki? Yeah. Well, an Aramaki and then Kagiva. The Aramakis were the flat singles, and then the Kagivas, which came afterwards, were the two strokes. So they came to the rescue to rescue Harley from the graveyard. Not really. I mean, these were the AMF years. So, so um, here's my question: the Italian Harleys were they well made? No. Were they well styled? Yes. 
Okay. Now we had cut to not too long ago. We had the Indian made Harleys. Yes. Emma, were they well made? No. Were they well styled? <laughs> no. <laughs> and I and if you own one of these bikes, I'm really, really sorry. If there's some questionable styling techniques on that bike, no, which I, I agree. I I despise the styling on those street five hundreds and street seven fifties. But then they showed us a bike that they were pitching for the flat track races that was a flat track race only version not street legal yes of the i think street 750 yes that they never produced well, for the street and i'm like what are they doing so now yes. they have designed two bikes this is a 350 yes and this one is the 500 yes and jim i'm calling this bike if we took off the, the, the side badge and I said, hey, Jim, guess what? Honda has reissued one of your favorite bikes, one you have in your garage, in fact. Yeah. What does that bike look like to you? Yeah, it's like an Ascot. It looks like, like an, an Ascot. Ascot. Yeah, if totally. I said, guess what? Honda has reissued the Ascot. It would look like that, wouldn't it? Mm -hmm. It has a bit of a Royal Infield look to it also, but yeah, it totally looks like an FT500. Same it, kind of setup. Mm. I think the 500 or the, the smaller one's better looking. So oh, yeah. we got the 500, we got the, the 350, the 350. It looks like the XR12, but it tiny. Looks really it looks like a little XR, yeah, XR right? Yeah. It's way, so, way but, cooler than like a Nighthawk. But Harley badged. Yeah, now, cool. these are not for the U.S. market, but they are pairing with, who's making this? Is the, the 500 is the Benelli motor, yes. Lianchino. Yes. And the 350, I'm assuming, is Benelli also? One would assume, or not Benelli. It's the Quite, company that Quite we met. Young, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That makes the SSR. We, the we Benelli, met all the of CEO. That. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so they're going to them to build these bikes now, presumably for the Asian market. Yes, which is interesting to me because I would think in the Asian market that these might be big bikes, and I don't know how these are styled for the Asian market. I think these are styled well. Yeah. I well, love the for look the Asian of these. market. This is a big bike, a five hundred. But for the is... American market, I'm like, wait a minute, this looks like this could be a hit for a Chinese Harley in the USA. I just don't think Harley people would ever want to have a Chinese but, Harley, though. That's no, but with the Honda people, that's a thing. The Harley, you already have the Harley sales. You want to get the Honda sales over to Harley? That does it, right? Dealers, I don't know if dealers would carry that though. I mean, they didn't want the the uh well the indian made ones here's the deal they i got i got a message from a, a friend of the show yeah i haven't confirmed this but she said that they have been sending these out to the harley riding schools to use mm -hmm. with the instruction that after four years they need to be disassembled and disposed of because they will not there be on the streets here at least wow. right now, they're not planning for them to be on the streets. So, I mean, Craig, as somebody who owns a school, does that make sense for Harley uh, riding schools who <laughs> right now we think they're using what? Sportsters, probably? Street 500s. Street 500s. So now they'll have 350 these, would be even 350 better. 350 and 500 in the riding school. So they'll be having students learn on them, but they can't buy them. But they can buy other Harleys once they get their license, right? So is it more important having the badge, the name, to get people over to buy another Harley, which doesn't look anything like this? 
Or do you think if students are riding on bikes like this and they love it, that they may then go buy a Japanese bike that looks similar? I mean, other than the Ascot, I'm not sure what else looks looks similar. But um, Just, what do you guys I think? Mean, the Indian flat tracker is the only thing real similar. What do you think of the styling, first of all? Do you think that they, they did a good job? It looks chunky. Like It, it reminds me more of a Royal Enfield. Yeah, kind of I don't look rather than I don't a hate it. I definitely don't yeah, hate I mean, it. I'm not in love. It looks kind yeah, of doughy. I would take the smaller one and throw some knobbies on there and see, see how it would be off road. <laughs> the reason I thought you might like it, Craig, is for your school. Mm-hmm. Like this would be a great bike to have in the school. The 350 from from a styling yeah. stand really cool. from a see, styling standpoint, mm-hmm. I like them. Um, what's the model called? Uh, that's a good question. Um, is that an X on the tank? Yeah, let me see. I have that listed here. Talk amongst yourself. <laughs> it's the, uh, right now they're calling it the HD 350 and HD 500. Okay. Um, and so, uh, or it was being called the 338R and the 5, uh, and, uh, but then it, they changed it, the engine to a 353. So it keeps changing. So it's, I think you're on HD, yeah. but it's badged on the tank as an X350. So they're all over the place. I think they're on through something, releasing it through the schools because they can crank them out without having to involve the dealers yet. I th- also think it's great because th- before you had to put the four foot nothing person on the 500 cc's they were forced to so even with the three different seat height options that was still a lot of motorcycle for someone very very small so the seat height doesn't look low but the weight would certainly be less to manage for someone learning to ride so here's something interesting on this 500 you can buy something very, very similar. In fact, you can buy something here in the States with the same chassis and engine right now. The Benelli Leoncino. What's, inter- what's interesting is, yeah. is they, they, if they're selling, if it's the same engine as the Benelli, which it is, mm-hmm. they've already been through all the, the smog stuff. So you think they could sell right. it a lot quicker than without having to re- recertify it. Right. So it's kind of interesting. It's the exact same engine, just with the Harley badge. Yeah. Yep. So made in the same factory, same. Well, specs, the styling is different, styling. but the chassis and engine is the same. Okay. And then on the 350, it's the basically based off the Benelli 302s, I believe. Mm-hmm. So these are bikes that are you could there. buy here right now, similar. But now Harley <coughs> Davidson came in and styled them different. I like it. I like the style. Yeah. I'll be honest, now, Emma. The- I like that better than the Meteor for a 350. What, I do too. It, it, yeah. it scratches a different itch to the Meteor. Go, go ahead, Bangle. What's the price difference between the Harley there and the Benelli? No, there is no seen. price set for these. Oh, we don't have price mm-hmm. yet. Yeah. Wow. Uh, no, they're just announcing this partnership with. Is it? Is, uh, I mean, Kwan, it's Quanjang. Wait, hold on. We have somebody who can pronounce it. Steph. Q U let's see Q I A N J I A N G. Q I A N J I A N G. One more time. Q I A N J I A N G. 
Okay. No, actually, Shen let me Jen. check. J I J I A N G. J no J I A N. Jian. Jian. John. John. So it's possible these will never yeah. come to the so just American say Ken for sale, <laughs> yeah. though, right? We don't know. But here's the thing. Harley is, they're tricky. You can't trust Harley. That's something we have learned. Yes. I bet you. Why? Otherwise, why would they release this if they weren't sniffing out the market? No, of course. Also, sorry to cut you off. That styling is for the American market. Well, I wondered how successful Indian was with their 750, you know, flat, was it the FTR, their flat track? So I wonder how successful. That's a, whole different, that's a different animal, though. It is, but it's the same styling, right? It's a flat track bike, and it, it, it looks very similar. Um, so I wonder how successful they were with that. Bike. That's an American-made bike, too. Right? I'm just this, saying if, they is, yeah. were, if that were to come to America, I, well, how I price it right. You saying how tricky Harley Davidson are, which mm. I actually agree with. <laughs> I think it may be their downfall here, and I'll tell you why. Um, do Honda make bikes in China? Yes. Okay. Do Kawasaki make bikes in China? I'm going to say yes. Yes. All the Japanese manufacturers make Su bikes in China. Suzuki yes. Mm. Yamaha. That C3 was made in China. Mm. However, the Japanese manufacturers are absolutely dedicated to quality control absolutely dedicated harley davidson are mostly dedicated to keeping their shareholders happy and <laughs> yes. i think unless they really really monitor the quality control of these bikes i think it's going to be their downfall and make no mistake the dealers Spend plenty of time doing recalls on the Chinese-built bikes from Japan. These are going to be an absolute nightmare. Emma, what's the cheapest brand-new Harley you can buy right now? Wait, you walk into a so dealership, what's the cheapest bike? It's probably the 883. How much does that go for? It's eight, nine grand, right? Yeah, it's like nine yeah. grand. I think that there's a hole in the in their lineup no it's true and here's the thing cheaper, what's going to happen bike. if this does get released in the american market the dealers won't have much say because they say if you want those three cvos and your whole new fleet you of all your sales bikes, you're gonna have to move some of this of these well for us. and if they're already sending them to the schools well in the seeds anyway just that's my only reservation they have to make sure that they maintain quality control of these bikes because they still haven't really recovered from the XGs, right? No. I mean, they're still, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And well, I mean, the, the the warranty claims on those XGs were like monumental. And there were some big things going mm -hmm. wrong with them, like crank failures at 100 miles and stuff like that. Oof. So, um, I mean, I like them. I think they're out of the two. I'm going to play devil's advocate. I like the 500. I think they have the 500 is very, very meaty. I like that front end. I like it's got giant rotors I'm going on to it. Say you it can looks barely... like a Dyna and a CB750F that yeah. jammed together. But look at the size of those front rotors. You can barely see the spokes of the front wheel. It's a good looking thing. It's got upside down yeah. forks. And, you know, I like the kind of two tone paint job. And it's, you know, the, the XGs. Everything was kind of painted flat black. I mean, everything. And it 
it was meant to look great, but in the end it kind of looked cheap. There's enough shiny stuff on this, what little there is, to kind of break up the monotony. And it actually looks like a really, really nice bike. Yeah. Um, I think it's a great looking thing. I think they both are. That's that's the better looking one in my opinion, though. All right. Well, check them out and let's let's follow this. Maybe we'll see some at AMX Bell. Ooh, we're getting short on time. So we got our, our next segment, but we got to go quick. I hope you guys are prepared. It's Christmas time. Ho, ho, ho. It is Christmas time, uh, which brings me to an announcement. Um, next week, there will not be a podcast because it's Christmas. Oh, but guess what? What? We recorded something special, a little Christmas present for everybody. In fact, uh, it'll be releasing on the morning of Christmas Eve. So make oh, sure fantastic. you go and check. But I got a little special thing. Um, we've got a, a new thing we're doing. I don't know if you do this, but we've started a Discord group. Emma, it's for like young hip people, so you may not know. Okay. Um, th- shout out to Jason who set it up for us. He was at our 500th. And uh, he said, yeah, he wanted to set it up for us, Discord. And it's like, I would say it's kind of like forums, like Reddit kind of thing where people are having conversations in there. You should join and jump in. It's kind of cool. Um, I was going to, as a gift to our uh, Discord followers, I was going to drop in our little Christmas present early. It is. It's a lovely little gift. And I think everyone will enjoy it. Yeah. So if you haven't yet, go look for Motorcycles and Misfits in Discord. They're starting all sorts of conversations. They even uh, were starting a group uh, regionally so that there can be Misfits meetups, which is pretty cool. I love it. I love Mm. it. Yeah, I know. I thought that was cool. But in lieu of Christmas, I wanted to go around the room and ask everybody um, three questions. Yes. Uh, I want to know what are, you, what are you hoping Santa will bring you for Christmas? Yes. Which would be something that maybe you're not expecting to get from anyone. Is wish list. What's on your Santa Claus yes. wish list? Two, what is something that you might just buy for yourself because you deserve it for Christmas? And what is something you want to gift to somebody else and why? So I will go first, and I'll be honest, I haven't even prepared myself. Um, I'm hoping that Santa brings me a KTM 890 Adventure. Cool. <laughs> Because they're cool. And um, what am I going to buy for myself? Uh, you know, I I have so much. But you know what? I can never get enough cool motorcycle socks and gloves. <laughs> when I'm feeling like I need to buy something, I usually go to like climb and buy some gloves. And I was looking for the Badlands Pro and they've been out of stock. So now I'm like on the hunt and I don't even need them. But now it's a thing that I want them because they're out of stock. So I'm trying to find them like in some warehouse at some, you know, motorcycle superstore, you know, supplier that has them in my size. So that's, that's probably what I'm going to (laughs) buy. It's just a stupid hunt. And then, um, I, I think I've done this part. I'm going to do it again. Uh, Jim, I would love to gift you. Yes. I would love, I would still love love to gift you a, a break free, Tech for your helmet. Oh, for oh commuting. Generous. Thank you. I still would love Very you to generous. have higher visibility while you're commuting over 17 because mm. I think about that. Thank you. All right. Who's ready to go next? Oh, I'll go next. Okay, Emma. So um, I hope that Santa brings me some chrome rims for Rufus. I think, <laughs> I think Rufus is the 
I really like to see Rufus with chrome rims. And I think, I hope Santa brings me some this year. And um, give for myself. I think I'm, I would like to buy myself a pair of heated gloves. Because, Ooh. you know, I, I really like the idea of, I've never been a huge fan of heated grips. Because, I mean, you, you tend to just get the palm of your hand hot. But I think heated gloves, <laughs> that's a bit more like it. Hmm. And nice. the gift I would like to give to somebody is to bagel. And oh. I would I would love Santa to bring bagel a Honda PC-800. <laughs> in, in pearl white. In pearl white. Yes. Because... He came so close last year, <laughs> so close, and just shut out at the end. And yes, I did. I think, I think if Santa brought you a PC eight hundred, it would change your life, and we could fi <laughs> finally get you off those death traps and onto a proper motorbike. <laughs> How about that? Mm, tempting. Mm. <laughs> all right who wants to go next i'll go all right so the gift that i would get would be for our dear friend matt <gasps> at breaking oh. away yeah i would like to get him a dirt bike a ktm oh. 350 maybe oh, yes yes or yep. something wow. that isn't such a pig yes <laughs> and i um, concur Yes, and then the gift that I already bought myself for <laughs> Christmas <did>? okay. <laughs> yeah. is the uh, InReach, the Garmin InReach Mini. Uh, Jim recommended that for when I do my solo don't, don't motorcycle. Don't send me uh, texts of the one you're pooping. <laughs> the body. I don't need to know when you were pooping. <laughs> but just know it is a precise enough. I can confirm he's in his bathroom when he sends it. Perfect. I was yes. so trying to send you one on that last trip too, like trying to find some public public toilet in the middle of nowhere. It's a All game. Right. And one you wish Shanna would bring you? you? Well, you actually stole mine. Oh! Um, but uh, the gift that I would like, we could get matching ones. We could get matching eight uh, nineties. <laughs> is I would like one of those uh, headlight modulators. <gasps> Uh, ever since uh, yeah. we, we t discussed that several months ago, I think that that would be really great, especially if I have to, if we get an office again for the school to commute more on, um, that would be good to have on the bike. I can help you with that. Yeah, I have, I, I have it on my Africa twin now too. Yes. It's easy yeah. to install. Yeah, I think that'd be good. Cool ones. To have, yeah. All right. Who's next? Jim? Uh, sure. Okay. What was the first one? Santa. <laughs> Okay, uh, what I would like is, you know, for riding every day, it's cold, is Cardhart makes an Yukon <gasps> Ultra Max, like, onesie. <laughs> like my bear suit. Oh, yeah. That thing's salty. Yeah, if you've camped with me, I've got this thing I call my bear suit, and it's an old Cardhart, you know, overall work thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's it's a little salty, as Craig said. It's seen some wear. <laughs> but it's bomb. It's super warm. And... um. But to be able, because every morning I, I go to work, I got to put all this gear on and Emma, it gets so old. You stopped short at heated gloves. He's like, get the heated everything. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's not heated. It's just hot. So, but anyway, that's something I thought about arrow stitch, but fuck it. Just step into that and be done. So. Did you ever try the bubble? When we had the bubble? 
It's what was it? What was the bubble? <laughs> the bubble was a um, a snowmobiling suit yeah, that somebody I had donated. That. Yeah, I remember that. And you would put that on, and yeah. you f- couldn't feel anything outside of your body. Yeah, no, it was it, black. It felt I, like you were in a bubble. I, I so should have taken that snowmobile suit. To bring it was awesome. Um, so what I would just buy for myself, yeah. and it's along with him, uh, it's just heated grips. Mm. Um, what, what do you need them on? Uh, the Suzuki. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, riding to work in the morning, um, I stay pretty warm because I have all that stuff on, but your hands, you know, and, and I do agree with the heated grips, you know, it tops your hands get cold, but it's simpler. You know, yeah. I already have enough stuff going on, so a little simpler yeah. than plugging something in. And what I would get all of my friends are <gasps> auxiliary lights. Some oh, sort of auxiliary lights on the front yeah. of the bike, so uh, you, you are much more easily seen, and we can all be friends and riding partners for many years to come. Oh, nice! All right. Or if you have to go into a mine, if you ever ride into a mine like we did, <laughs> yeah, you want the, you want the lights on there. Did you go yet, John? No, I haven't gone yet. Okay, so I have put in a request to my family for a heated vest. You guys have made me oh, yeah. made me jealous Dude, with that. Life changing. Yeah. So hope I get that. So for myself, I already bought um well, I bought a new uh I'm getting my shock redone for the DRZ. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um and I just bought new plastics. It's like deja vu. Ooh. All over again. <laughs> <laughs> and for a gift, I got a couple things, but I think yeah. uh, you know, for my, my newer friend, Craig. Um, if money was not an option, I would, I'd get you a 900 tiger (gasps) and a box of cigars. Ah, thank you. Good buddy. Trying to get in his pants or something. What's happening there? Of course. He's packing (laughs) heat. All right. Emma. That one. Yes. I already did you. I mean, bagel. (laughs) Sorry. Bagel. Bagel. The other Emma. Oh, (laughs) I'm in very flattered. <laughs> um, so I, what I am, what I would like Santa to bring me mm-hmm. is an PC electric 800? scooter. Yes. No, no, an electric scooter. <gasps> a Benelli dong. That no, oh. an electric scooter that is capable of freeway speeds and can do a hundred miles of range with the, at those speeds. That's what I would like Santa to bring me. PC. I don't ask for much. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> but then what, what i would give to myself and what i will give to myself is a renewal of my air medcare network membership yes this is the insurance that uh will life flight you out of any situation mm-hmm. uh when you find yourself someplace where ambulance ambulances are not readily available yeah and it is uh, you know a couple you know like 60 bucks a year or something like that 70 bucks a year and they they basically cover you know that that expense if the if you ever need it do you have that card it is yep yeah yeah it is it is literally life-saving you have that john i think i need to renew it but i have had it yes well the interesting thing and craig i think we learned this when we were at donner at that hard hard enduro thing is it's not the flight the rescue flight uh Apparently, our taxes, if they, when they helicopter you out of the forest with a broken whatever mm-hmm. and drop you at the nearest hospital, um, that's free as an American taxpayer. They don't charge you Or in for the that. case of Josh Herman, at the nearest Safeway. Yeah, or the nearest Safeway, yeah, <laughs> depending on how ambulatory you may or may not be. Um, but let's say they take you to a little hospital up uh, in Tahoe to stabilize you. They're like, okay, we got him, but we're, we can't treat him here. 
Then they helicopter you to the next hospital mm. where they're better able to. So yeah. oh, you were going to take them to Stanford. Yeah. Apparently, that's the helicopter flight that mm. gets you. So I thought that was curious. But it is mm. cool that at least your taxpayer mm-hmm. dollars, you know, get yeah. you out of the forest or get you off the mountain or whatever for free. Or to so, Safeway. Or to Safeway. Get a, <laughs> get a hoagie. All right, Steph. And well, oh, the last one, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. What I would give to someone else. Um, and why now the, the break free light, that is a fantastic one. And I would be tempted to do that too, but I think I would actually, uh, give the air Medicare network to someone else who doesn't have it because Aww. I think it's that important. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, let's see. All right. Now, Steph. Okay. So, uh, what would I want Santa to bring? I would like Santa to bring me to Iceland for a motorcycle trip. Ooh, that would be nice. great. <laughs> That'd be great, Santa. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> uh, I already got myself something for Christmas. Uh, I got a new helmet. I got oh, a Shoebirth yes. E1. Ooh, the good stuff. And yeah, it's replacing the E1 that I bought like five or six years ago. That is in Lisbon. Nice. It's, it's a great helmet. Um, something I would give to someone else. I would get Bagel two Piaggio mopeds. Stephanie, one and a half. You are. He doesn't have enough. One and a half. <laughs> you are an enabler. <laughs> Here, twist my arm. <laughs> And you, yeah, you can find space for it. I've got room a little bit left. (laughs) So, Steph, here's a question for you. Do you have any interest to go back to Pakistan? Uh, Yes. 2024. But I feel like, I feel like there are so many other places I want to check out, though. Yeah, I I want to go everywhere. Pakistan. This is true. True. Yes. <laughs> so you're going back in 2024. I'm doing another trip in 2024. But I remember 2020, 2018 being, wasn't that going to be your last trip back to Pakistan? No, I did 2017, 20. <laughs> and then 2018, 20, or was it 2019? Which one was it? Was that was going to no, be your last one? No, 2021, 2022. <laughs> no, 2024. No, I, I keep having more and more fun when I'm there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, and I think I'm going to do a, a stump stand in 24 also. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. Craig, you want to go? It's very enticing. Yeah. You want a little bit of that stump, don't you? (laughs) Bagel, when are you going to do another scooter stand? Oh, man. I I don't know yet, but I really really would love to go back. Absolutely. Well, we got some emails to get to. Um, Eliza. You got to go? All right. You don't have to whisper when the mic's on. I got to go. All right. All right. Cool. Later. See you later. Bye. Bye, Steph. Um, Bye. Bye. Bagel and I sent you one too. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So uh, if you can look for that. Emma, you have one there? I do indeed. Can you read that? I can. And this is from Christopher. Hi, Christopher. Hey, Christopher. And first off, let me humbly apologize for my last email. Forgot my friends and family have learned to decipher my emails, so I tend to do start, do start, stop, nothing in between. Do we remember his last email? I don't. I don't remember, no. No. I've included two photos of the Yamaha Cafe I built for my son. Before and after, I'd highly appreciate feedback from you guys on what you think. I mean, it's a good-looking bike. 
Um, she has a new front end with new forks, new rims, new brakes, new front from drum to disc, all new electronics, which was a nightmare. Nobody likes doing electrics. Relocated rear pegs, which made this seat ever popular, painted everything black that my son wanted, except for the tan seat, which my friends made. It's a very nice looking bike. Um, huge improvement I, over I the just, original. I've said this before. I'll say it again. I like brown seats. Okay. Except for the ones that John makes. Okay. <laughs> Mine does have a brown stripe. Oh, which it said my all my friends hate. Ha ha. I know. I like brown seats. Um, and he says, I also have a question for Emma. That's me. Oh. I do believe I'm a sadomasochist. Well, join the club, darling. I wonder if he's got a furry costume. Do you think it's like <laughs> do you think it's like a squirrel? Or is he a cat? <laughs> I think it's or a raccoon. Coyote. No. <laughs> Do do furries have coyote costumes? Oh yeah, I'm sure. Really? I, I, know, I Emma, knew someone who Emma? had a furry yeah, sorry. costume. Every Friday night downtown Santa Cruz, Abbott Square. Oh really? Yep. Mm. Did not know that. Yeah. Really? Yeah. When we were doing our gathering, how on, many squirrels are there? Uh, it's Saturday, not like I've I got a squirrel. Some of the guys, you know, the furries come out, and then I, I I pointed to like Joe. I'm like, there's a tail. Like you see them. They love Abbott Square. Okay. Very good. Yeah. Um, so, um, I do Wait, believe hold on, I'm, Emma. Yes. I, I'm, I'm, I now have a, an assumption I'm going to make. Hey, um, um, uh, Steph, what, yes. what kind of animal is your furry costume? I don't think I have a furry okay, costume. Okay, just checking. Sorry, I left to a conclusion. Last I checked. Last I checked. No, I think you'd make a perfect, <laughs> I think you'd make a perfect kitten, Stephanie. You'd make a perfect kitten. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> No, no, no. She's fierce. Now, pay it. It'd be a fierce She's a badger. Kitten. She's a badger. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to Christoph. Yes. I do believe I'm a sadomasochist. <laughs> I just picked up a basket case. Tie Triumph Cub. Oh. I'm curious if there's anything I should be wary of when building one of these. Well, everything. Um with my last bill taking two and a half to three years to complete, I can't imagine how long this one is going to take me. I'm 56 now. Maybe I'll have it on the road by 60. Thank you for your time, Christopher. So. Ooh, 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 ooh. Yes. Whitworth. No, Triumph Tiger Cubs. No, it's post Whitworth. The post- one I gave you is Whitworth. Some is. <laughs> That's a Triumph Tiger Cub. Um, so, it. Um, Triumph Tiger Cub. What is a Triumph Tiger Cub? Well, the Triumph Tiger Cub is a 200cc single-cylinder Triumph, um, really designed as the entry level. Charming little thing. Um, The mistake most people make with little Triumphs and little BSAs and little Royal Enfields is thinking just because it's going to be little, it's going to be little expense. It costs just as much to restore a Tiger Cub Mm. as it does a big Triumph. This is a story I was told when I had that tiger cub here that I was um, yes. restoring. Which is now in my back garden rusting away. Was, oh, I want to kill you for that. <laughs> this is what I was told, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. Yes. That back in the day when Triumph went out of business, when they when they did, that they took all the parts for the little bikes that had no value and just crushed them. And they sold off all the parts for the big bikes that were common, knowing that there would be collectors and restorers who needed them so therefore it is impossible to find the parts for the little bikes it is harder to find the little parts um 
Cubs are very, very revered as um, vintage off-road bikes for mm. trials. And because they're, they're quite talky little engines and they sound quite meaty for what they are. They're charming little things. But yeah, I mean, if you, if you were to present me with a Triumph Tiger Cub or a Triumph Bonneville and say, which one is going to be the easier one to restore? I'll point at the Bonneville, not least because it's going to be far easier to get the parts, but they'll cost about the same. But they're lovely. Triumph Tiger Cubs are lovely little bikes when they're restored. So, Christopher, just take your time. Do not be frustrated when you can't find bits because there are bits out there. You've just got to search for them um, and take your time and do it right. Don't put a brown seat on it. John, I mean, John and Craig have bits. <laughs> Um, can I change? Can I change my answer of what I want for Christmas? Yeah, what do you want for Christmas? I want you to finish the Tiger Cub. No, I will. In my own time, I've got you know. At least get it out of the backyard, Emma. But I like it, Emma. <laughs> I know you don't approve of my work, but I rebuilt that chassis. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It was a roller. It was good to go. It was a roller. Anyway. It was um, a, no on it. I when did I ever say I don't approve of your work? What is this nonsense coming out of your mouth right please, now? Please. Gibbering. That's it's what I want. Gibbering for from the sick bed. Hey, I got one here from Dean. He says, Hey, hey Mr. Is it Dean or Dino? Dean. Or Dean. Congratulations on five hundred episodes. Thank you. I started listening to your podcast about three years ago and look forward to Monday mornings because I know there will be a couple of hours of enjoyable listening waiting for me. I find it hard to believe that Liza, that's me, works in hardware sales. I heard this on one of your podcasts and does not have a background in broadcasting. Hosting seems so effortless for you. Thank you. Um, I, yeah, I'm in hardware, but I do have a background in software. No, no, <laughs> no. Live sound engineering. So that's why, I mean, the sound and being in front of a mic and, and being on a stage and I'm uncomfortable with all of that. So thank you. Um, he says, and I know that getting it out every week on time is no small feat, especially compared to our friends at another podcast that we will not name. <laughs> Emma is a gem. I am constantly blown away by her depth of knowledge on so many topics. Cut to the incredibly hard quiz. <laughs> yes. Uh, and especially motorcycles. Give it the beans, darling, is now part of my lexicon. The rest of the usual crew, Naked Jim and Bagel, to name a couple, bring a humor and point of view that add up to making this my favorite podcast. Aw, aw, thanks. A little about me, I'm located in Manitoba, Canada, uh, and I, I'm home, uh, home of six months of winter. Ouch. I am 67 years old, started riding in 1976 on a 1972 BMW R60-5. And uh, Emma, how many spokes are on the front wheel of an R60-5? 40. <laughs> <laughs> and over the years, I've owned a Moto Guzzi Eldorado, BSA Gold Star 350, Kawasaki KZ750 Twin, Honda GL650 Silverwing, ooh, a Honda NC750X, a Honda ST1300, Yamaha XT250, leading to my current bike, which is, and it's interesting, knowing that lineage, I didn't see this arc happening, a 2022 Honda CB500X. 
That's a good bike. Yeah, but it's interesting, that the arc. Thanks for putting out the podcast. It really brightens the long, cold winter. I hope one day to stop by the garage and meet you all in person. Reaching the 500 mark is something you should all be proud of. Uh, P.S. Last week, you guys talked about bikes and their four-wheel twin. Funnily enough, when I thought about it, I actually own the CB500X's twin. Do you want to guess what that is? CB500X. What's its twin in the car world? Honda Ridgeline. Close. And and Steph, if you weren't following, I said every bike has a separated at birth twin in the four-wheel world. Super Outback. Toyota RAV4. So, yeah. So on. That is so on. Nice. He says uh, CB500X is a budget, dependable, fuel-efficient adventure bike that works best as a commuter, or in my case, tour. Same as the RAV4, the RAV4. Nice. Thank you, Dean. All right, Bagel, you have one to read? I do. Um, I have an email from Jake Casares. And guess who and this is? Jake 2.0. Uh-huh. The, yeah, yeah, the one and only Jake 2.0. Nice. And this is entitled Vespa Cross and Stuff. And Jake writes, hey, Misfits, happy 500 podcast miles. Service time, lube job, or does Emma have to rebuild everyone's bottom end? <laughs> <laughs> hey, can you rebuild Dumpy John's bottom end? I don't know if anybody Before we have to share a room again. <laughs> It, oh, it, you, it enjoyed, leak? you enjoyed it. I keep it very <laughs> aromatic. <laughs> Jake writes, it was awesome meeting everyone at the shop on Sunday. Thanks, Miss Emma and Bagel, for helping get that bottle of port open and for looking at my slightly leaky-deaky Vespa. I can't overstate how stoked I am that you all are how you are and do what you do. But I'm really over the moon that it's happening in the same county I live. Slutty can of screws. <laughs> I'm looking forward to getting a few Sundays off work so I can come wrench and bask in the great vibes that emanate from the Recycle Motorcycle Garage. I've re- just recently discovered the wild world of Vespa Cross uh-huh. whilst looking for an off-road scooter build. That was, of course, inspired by by AMA Vintage Motorcycle Days shenanigans I saw on YouTube after hearing about it on the podcast. Mr. Bagel, do we have this for America? And I may have found a frame in Santa Cruz for a build. Can we get such burly suspension and other parts for such a thing? Tell me why or why not. (laughs) See you soon, misfits. Jake the Snake. <laughs> He's trying to give himself his own nickname. Doesn't work that way. That's how I ended up with Stumpy. <laughs> so, Stumpy. yes, there are parts available for Vespa Cross. I, I have yet to do the research into what all is available. Um, I'm guessing that probably most of the parts are probably going to need to come from Europe um, because that's where Vespa Cross is, is pretty dominant. There There isn't a lot of Vespa Cross in the U.S., at least, and there's certainly not anything organized that I'm aware of. There are a few people who have built off-road Vespa bikes, but they've just kind of been, you know, self, self-built self right. things. Um, you know, I don't know how many bikes here in the States have been built like the Vespa Cross bikes in Europe with, you know, very specific parts you know that are that are have been sourced or, or built for that for that purpose. 
Um, but that's one of the things that I'm planning to do research on soon to uh, to start the build on my Vesper Cross bike because I, I do want to get moving on that. Oh well, perhaps perhaps you and Jake 2.0 can can do concurrent builds and then perhaps. dice against one another because I'm sure you will be the <laughs> only two competitors. Hey, maybe we could take him out to BMD and do some barrel races. Oh God, <laughs> it'll end well, in tears. Nick tried to do <laughs> Nick tried to do Vespa Cross on the. Um, on the rally course rally. last year and he yeah, made it what, i think the first turn and the bike died well, yeah Jeez. i don't know if he made it that far but yeah it, it died on the first lap yeah it was <laughs> could get started again it could was do, the sheet, cool. do the sheet iron too it was really cool so yeah. um yeah jake uh keep coming back and we'll hook you up with bagel and yeah. Maybe you'll inspire Bagel to actually get his off-road Vespa made. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm itching. I'm itching already. You've been itching a long time, man. I know. Well, I think, I think I you need medication. Now, You've been itching well, so now, long. Now I have heat in my shop, so I have, <laughs> and I have a long winter ahead. There, the things are going to happen. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, um, this we're bringing it to a wrap here. Um, yes. We're not going to do a show next week. Right. We're going to come back on... So this is the last show of 22. New Year's Day. Yep. New Year's Day. So this yeah. is actually the last show of 2022. But we will be um, doing a show on 2023, first day of 2023. And I think it'd be a good time to reflect on what we've done this year. It's been quite a good year, hasn't well, it? Well, not just that, but I think there's a lot of... Um, plans we're already making for 2023 That's that right. I want to start diving right. into because we've all got things that we're brewing for 2023. Right. This is going to be a big year for the Misfits. Emma, you've got two trips. I've got two trips. I'm planning two trips. Right. John's, you've got we're a, doing a, a, a rally a so DV far. rally in March. We're, we're and then his motorcycle days. And you know, we've got so much we're doing. So we're going to get into that on our next show. Yes, we Let's will. Let's talk about. All we've accomplished, but all we're aiming to do 2023, I think it's going to be our biggest year yet. We're going to be going all over the place. Yes, we are. Worldwide. Yeah. The Misfits International. Oh, my word. Every corner of the globe. Oh, my word. Yes. <laughs> Lord save The disease it. is spreading. It is well, spreading. <laughs> here's the thing. This is our time to thank everybody. The end of the show. Yes. I cannot thank enough all the people in this room who've participated on this show. Uh, and, and helping me out, uh, this is something I couldn't do alone. Right. I appreciate it. I like the new guys coming in, bringing something new. Craig, your laugh kills me every time. <laughs> <laughs> I need I need to get a better uh, filter for the volume when you laugh. <laughs> the compressor, I think you almost blew it out. Um, <laughs> big thanks to all of our listeners, to our Patreon subscribers who are allowing me to do a lot of the stuff that I do. And uh, to all of our new listeners mm-hmm. and for the new people coming to the shop, we gave away a bunch of jackets today. Yep. So that was really cool. And a gorgeous Nolan Helmut. Yes, a nice helmet. Mm. Actually, John, the guy who bought, Nathan, who bought your the orange Rebel, we had a beautiful Nolan, almost he, new yeah, helmet. Yeah, he showed it to me. Orange. It fit matching. perfect. It, yeah, perfect. So thank you to everyone who's donated gear. Um, I, you know, I, I don't, you guys want to jump in? Who do you want to thank? Yeah, we got, I mean, we got to thank Liza. I mean, no doubt about it. Yeah. I mean, well, she's, the creativity that, that she brings to this podcast and to the community is incredible. She gives her life away. I just, you know, I've been blessed the last couple of years hanging around here. So thank you, Liza. You're welcome. Yeah. yeah thanks, and, Liza. And thank you for, for even just having the idea to create the garage and the podcast yeah. because it's, 
you know, without that that initial effort to get it started, we wouldn't be here now. And and you know, this has been an amazing journey, and I'm I'm grateful to have been a part of it. And I am grateful that that you set the set the set the wheels in motion to get this going. That Thanks. You're, you're continuing to do. Craig, you want to thank me? <laughs> <laughs> I can thank you. I would like to give a massive yeah. global thank yes. you to Miss Emma. 100%. Oh, the doctor 100%. herself, the the uh, bringing swag and knowledge yep. and um, amazing humor from across the pond. Oh, thank you, darling. And uh, it wouldn't be the same without you. I think I, I, think I can speak for many of our listeners out there and uh, how much guidance and support you've provided, not only people that come to the garage, but people that can't geographically be here mm-hmm. in person. Um, so I'd like to give a big thank you for, for all of us. No, thank you. And it's very, very deliberate because traditionally in the motorcycle industry, <clears throat> knowledge is something you covet because you can sell it for money. And it's never been something I agree with. Knowledge is something yeah. that you, you, you share with people. And if I know it, you're going to know it as well. And that's Amen. just kind of how I am. And spread the knowledge. Spread the knowledge. And it makes us all better. You know, because I, you know, I like to think that my, my legacy with misfits is hopefully all of the misfit spikes have just gotten a little bit better since I arrived. If Liza just if I can just get Liza to buy better batteries off of, <laughs> you know. First off. Yes, but no, thank you. Thank you very Somebody's much. Somebody's gonna support Jeff Bezos. Leave me alone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. He needs your help right now. Yeah, he does. He he's not he's getting hurting. much love right now. So you should support him. He has all the money. He doesn't need love. <laughs> yeah, but I, I like that stuff. Speaking of which, I need to go on AliExpress. I've started a shopping cart. I need to add more stuff. We what have we have a little to- bit of a debate about if the Lego kits are going to be good or not. So we'll see. I'm going to do some what some the jury's out. What happened to Banggood? Are, are they, they don't have a- as good of a selection. <laughs> oh, so Ali Ali AliExpress has got the selection. Hey, and also we can't forget. Thank you, Steph, for joining us. Yeah, and, I'm glad to be here. Yeah, and just generally being badass, Steph. I mean, you lead the kind of life that so many people that aspire to live um, and would really be afraid to make the first step. I mean, just as a young woman traveling the world alone, it's, it's empowering, it's great, it's aspirational, it's everything. So thank you for being Friggin' awesome. Yeah, and, and Steph, I know we didn't go deep into all your travels because I'm hoping that when you're down here, we can deep dive into that. Oh, you're coming down. Yeah. <laughs> Yay, there it is. I'm taking the van to California. Great. Yay. Yeah, come on down then. <laughs> all right. It's hard. to. I, we're over time, but I'm like, it's the last show of I feel like we year. should play some nostalgic music. And I, I, back, in fact, or, no, I am the perfect the film. Yes, 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 you have it. I right. think we actually do so, have it. No, I'm going to play some nostalgic so, music so, right now. Let's say thank you, everyone. Let's get out of here. Cue it up, Emma. Yes, I've got um, it queued. Uh, thank you, everybody. <laughs> We're going to go out with this nice music. This is Liza. Stubby John. Emma Darling. Craig. Oh, Bagel. <laughs> I am Steph. <laughs> 
And we are out of here. here. Cool, cool. cool. <laughs> play it, play it, play it. Holidays, everybody. All right. Bye-bye. See you guys. Thanks.